Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I'm your host, Ben Magnet, and audio listeners, you probably can't see this, but whoever's watching this, you see my keyblade, you see my art, you probably see my shirt right here. We're talking Kingdom Hearts today! This year, 2022, marks Kingdom Hearts' 20th anniversary now the official anniversary has already passed but of course with my recording schedule and what my life is like right now this is the only time i'm able to record so we're talking about it now so you know better late than never but guess what my friends and my viewers and my listeners and everyone who loves base market plus menu i am not alone i am joined by a friend of mine from twitter she's also um she has a lot of things she's a twitch streamer she was a guest on Lack of Genius podcast, which I was also a guest on. So we're podcast buddies like that. And also probably the coolest one, besides the fact that she's a diehard Kingdom Hearts fan, who she's also a freaking professional opera singer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Divatron 9000, a.k.a. Alyssa Roca. Hello. I have to do this because I'm a performer. Oh! <laughs> I probably just blew out all the mic, and I have no, and I have never been happier that I'm recording this alone in my house. No one else is here. You know, I frequently break microphones, so I understand. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. My editor Sparks, he's also my co-host on the Pickner Podcast. He's gonna be looking through this, going, "Jesus Christ, Ben, what the shit?" <laughs> you know, we get excited. We get we excited do. about all the things, and if people are upset about that, send them to me. We'll fight. We'll throw hands. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, well, I assume you're going to have a keyblade in your hand. So. Oh, yeah, one of the many that are behind me, if anyone can see them. Yeah, audio, like... audio <laughs> listeners, when we, so we do like a little bit pre-show here on Baseball Arcade Bosnia, where I talk to the guests, we, you know, we just like field questions and let I let them know how the show works. But looking at her background right now, she not, she has pretty much almost all the keyblades from all the major characters. From what I can see personally, she has the Oath Keeper and Oblivion crossed. She has the trio from Birth by Sleep back there. She also, when she moved her chair earlier, she has Lee's, Riku's, Kyrie's, the shooting star. It's like, how many Keyblades do you have? And it makes me envious because I only have three. I think the count is 11, um, but I want more. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? We're like Ariel in that case. Every time we go into a store, we see Keyblades, we go, I want more. All right. I think I think I think what you meant by that was I want more. I yeah, want to be where the keyblades are. <laughs> Just as I, at first I was like I thought I was like is she gonna say heartless or keyblades which one? Because <laughs> they're like I want to be where the heartless are. I want to slay. Want to slay them all. Take them down and defeat the darkness inside i like it thank you <laughs> and here i am trying to flex on what little vocal coaching i have to a professional freaking opera singer and uh, i don't know if it's working or not so i'm just gonna stop and, and quit while i'm ahead listen we fully believe that everybody can and should sing in this house whether it's professional whether it's a hobby if it's something that fills the soul you should do it i'm never the kind of person who's gonna be like oh my god that's awful like no we don't believe in that here because <laughs> lord knows i've been through enough of that already so Alyssa, before we dive into the wondrous world that is kingdom hearts i want to know a little bit more about you specifically do you remember exactly when kingdom hearts entered your life and were video games a part of your life then or did they was kingdom hearts the catalyst for your journey into video games 
So I do remember. It's very funny. So my mom was very much like, no, video games, evil, bad, you know, like many of our parents were. But she, um, at least unlike some of my friend's parents, was like, here's the deal. If you earn your own money and buy it with your own money, I can't stop you. And I was like, great. I'm going to become a rich little child and buy all of the video games. So I, I was very motivated to, you know, pull weeds and sell little trinkets to neighbors and saved up all my money. And I remember I bought uh, a Nintendo Game Boy Advance was my very first handheld. And then a PS2 was my very first console. Oh, wow. And I think my gateway into video games was like Neopets. <laughs> And hear me out. Okay, no, hear me no, out. I'm not. Okay, so I am not laughing at you. I just think that's freaking hilarious. Um, I mean, my gateway into video games was Sonic the Hedgehog because my next door neighbor had a Genesis. Oh, I, I go to his it. house. I go to his house. I fall in love with it. Sonic becomes like my biggest obsession throughout my entire childhood, essentially. But I don't get a real Sega Genesis until twenty plus years after the fact. And even then, it was just a cheap at games knockoff. Sometimes it do be like that. Yeah, yeah. But we, I got the real mini now, so we're good. Heck yeah! But yeah, so this is bizarre. So I had gotten the Game Boy Advance, I think, because before because my friends had Game Boys, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! I want one of those." And then Neopets did a poll that was like, "Hey, if we were going to make a console game." What console would y'all want it to be on? And of course, I was like, Game Boy Advance. It has to be Game Boy Advance because that's the only thing I have. And if I can't play this game, I will die because kid logic. And yeah. guess what happened? PS2 won. Oh. And I was like, shit, I got to get a PS2. So I did. <laughs> and then I promptly waited like 10 years for that game to come out. Uh, Neopets Darkest Fairy, TBH, kind of still holds up, worth playing. But... <laughs> uh so now i have a ps2 and i don't know if you recall the time of life where costco sold video games very a little bit i was surprised yeah. and then i because i would go to costco when i was a little when i was a kid but when we went we of course we just go for food we just stock up on yeah. foods to maybe a few other things but of course, when we saw the cool stuff we were like oh but we were all like looking at the tvs and the video games were like hidden away Mm -hmm. which I guess was smart on Costco and parents thanked them for that. So, yeah. Well, I am at Costco and I see Kingdom Hearts and I'm like, what's this? And I pick it up and I like, look at it. I'm like, <laughs> Disney and final fit. Sounds weird. I don't know. I guess I'll buy it. So <laughs> I take it home and I start playing it with, Another friend, I think. This is like a little hazy. I remember starting it. I think I started it myself. Mm -hmm. And I was a little too young to like really, really get it. And I got stuck at the part in Traverse Town where you just have to like walk through the right passageway and pray that you trigger the cutscene, which like, forget about it. Forget about it. And I could not for the life of me get that cutscene to trigger. So I rage quit. It's <laughs> like, I'm done. This is stupid. I'm out. And then somehow, I don't totally know how this happened. I ended up like playing it together with another friend and we got through it and we got through the whole game. We would like trade controllers and like switch off. And then I vividly remember when Chain of Memories got announced, when there were commercials on TV 
what? And that was, I think, really when it, it sort of like solidified for me that I was like, oh, no, I'm into this because I am like, oh, it's on the Game Boy Advance. I already have that. Cool. And I think at that point, I might have already had the the OG like brick DS. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would take it to middle school with me and I was in band. Shocker. And I would go into the practice room and be like, I'm going to go practice. And they were like, OK. And instead, I would play Chain of Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever get Not, caught? Never. Oh. Uh-uh. No, I was really good at it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, so I have very fond memories of the original Chain of Memories. The, you know, the re-re-remaster is a little rage-inducing, but I still have those fond memories of the original. We're going to have a fun conversation because I don't have fond memories of the original. I never even played the re-Chain of Memories. I almost bought it on the PS2 mm-hmm. when I found it at a GameStop one day. I wasn't even looking for it. It was just there. And my brain was like, hold up, what? And then I looked at it and I almost bought it. But then I saw, I was like, oh, it still has the cards. Mm-hmm. Nah. And I walked away. <laughs> I don't blame you. I will say the updated cutscenes and the voice acting is like the best. But the 3D cards, the worst. <laughs> I haven't played I haven't played it yet, but I, I have words about Chain of Memories. I actually have a lot more harsher words for Recoded. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we will get into that. And before we get into that, there is something I really want to stress out. I talked about it to you before we started, so that well, obviously I'm not biased on you, but yeah. to our audience. Um, sorry, we're gonna get a little serious here for a second. At the t- at the day of this recording, the Supreme Court of the United States decided, in their infinite wisdom, I say very sarcastically, to overturn Roe versus Wade. Um, this decision leaves many many millions of women trans americans and um non-binary uh assigned female at birth people at risk in over half of the country so as a cisgendered white male um i want to say i am pissed off but since i have Alyssa here who was storming on twitter the yesterday i want to give the floor to her to essentially say a few words before we dive into the fun stuff so Alyssa, if you have anything to say go for it I am also very pissed off. Um, I I wish I had anything more eloquent to say than this is so fucked up. Um, But just, you know, to anyone who, especially anyone who is in America, please go vote. Please go vote. Please go vote. If I haven't said it enough, please go vote. If if you are not registered to vote, go to vote.org. It is very, very easy to get yourself registered to vote, to find out when your state's primaries are, to make sure that you vote in this inter- this election in November. It's so important. It is the most actionable thing you can do. But, you know, if you have the funds to donate to places like Planned Parenthood, if you feel safe and have the ability to go out and protest, please do so. Let your voices be heard because that's, that's how we got here in the first place. You know, the other lunatics, I'm sorry to say, are just being louder and they're a, they're a minority, but they're so loud that it's drowning out the majority. So we have to be louder. That's all we can do. So please do so, because bodily autonomy is a basic human right, not a political issue. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, thank you, because that's been like the hot button issue right now. Like I was on Twitter yesterday and I was just walking around my job and I was even I was furious. And I'm like, this is messed up. 
Because, yeah. I mean, my point of view, what right do I have to tell you what you can do? That's kind of messed up. It's kind of like mm-hmm. if you were telling me, it's like, you can't get tattoos. I'm like, well, now I'm going to get tattoos even harder. Right. I mean, the other the other important point is that abortions are health care. Health care should be a basic human right. All that banning abortions does is cause more deaths in this country. Banning abortions does not stop abortions. It stops safe abortions. If people need one and want one, they will find a way to get one. We will go back to a horrifying era of people getting back alley abortions and dying. We are going back to an era of people having non-viable pregnancies and not being able to get the care for that and dying. Like, it's unacceptable. It should be, it's healthcare is a basic human right. Yeah. So, and with that, um, yeah, seriously, go vote. Call your Congress, call your representatives, yell, um, safely, uh, safely protest if you're, if you feel safe enough. Um, uh, we just got, apparently we just gotta be louder than the other guys. We do. I mean, that really is, that is it. We need to, we need to show up and be loud and not give them a choice Mm -hmm. since they think we don't get to have a choice. It's our turn to force them to not have a choice. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, thank you for that. Of course. Now, shall we dive into the wondrous world that is Kingdom Hearts? Yes, always. <laughs> so, my God, can you? It is hard to say that. Now, I'm 31 years old. I turned 32 in November, and it is still, it still like goes. Damn, I've been alive. I've been a part of this franchise since the very beginning, and we're doing 10, 20 years of this series. Yeah, it blows my that's, mind. That's nuts. Because I there are times I'm like, oh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts didn't come out that long ago. Then it was 2002. Yeah, but it wasn't that long ago. It's 2022. That was 20 years ago. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Same. I mean, we're we're very close in age. I, I just turned 30 back in April. So, like, basically same. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm like, excuse me? How has this <laughs> been part of my life for most of my life? Yeah. That's horrifying. That, that is. It's like um like when i look at mario or even sonic the hedgehog because i was alive when sonic the hedgehog came out but i was a i was a, an infant yeah i was a baby when his first game dropped so i didn't know what was going on until like sonic 2 or sonic 3 was coming out mm-hmm. but still that has been a major part of my life and to see that i was there from the beginning like i will i distinctly remember seeing the commercials for kingdom hearts on tv yeah i want to say it was like nickelodeon disney channel one of the two yep but because you know, when you're that when back then I was in sixth grade, I'm of course I'm watching Disney Channel, of course I'm watching Nickelodeon. What else am I gonna do? And I saw this video game where you are actually fighting the villains, and something in that like just sparked in me. Because for a while I do remember things like, man, I want a game where I actually get to fight the villains. It's like, oh, but you can't. It's like, no, 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 not like jump on their head like a platformer. No. I mean, fight them. Yeah. I mean. Get, put a sword in my hand, let me charge to Dragon Maleficent Leroy Jenkins style, and let go. Yes! And I have been wanting something like that for the longest time, because back then, a lot of the Disney games were, not to say they're bad, I had never played them, they were princess games. They were more um, easy platformers. They were very small children's games. For like, I don't know if Mickey Mouse Playhouse was, was going on back then, but if it was, cool. If not, yeah. whatever. You know, games of that sort. Yeah. Or you have your few outliers, like you have a few uh, kart racers, you have a few other things, but it wasn't like a straight action adventure platformer. 
until I see this dude with big yellow shoes running around with Donald and Goofy and Ursula is popping up out of the ground. And then you hear simple and clean in the background. And my, my 11 year old brain was like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. I want this. Yeah. I feel like it really was one of the first, like, very accessible action RPGs in our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that wasn't as big of a thing yet, especially at least for, like, our age group when when Kingdom Hearts came out. It was like, oh, we can actually come in and, like, get that satisfaction, get that feedback of hitting things with a sword. Like, yes! <laughs> like, I want that now. Of course I wanted that when I was 10. Yeah. Like, even there are times I was going through Disneyland. It's like, I'm I'm going through the rides. I'm looking at this. It's like, it's like, yeah, but I want to actually be part of the action. I mean, I know it's Disneyland. You can't get out of the ride. You can't. And of course, you, when you see the villains, the face characters, obviously you can't go up and, you know, whack, whack, whack. Because uh, that'll get you out, of the, get you kicked out. Although I do have the story when I was a kid, like really, really small, like first grade. Me, my brother, and one of our best friends, we, we were celebrating his birthday at Disneyland. We get the swords off of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, those like little plastic swords. Uh-huh. And we were running around yelling that we were the three musketeers. We go to where the castle is and we're see- and we see Cinderella walk up to the castle and we charge. <laughs> swords drawn. And here's Cinderella and she sees three small children running at, ho- at running at her, swords drawn. But once we get up to her, we say, Cinderella, we are the three musketeers. We will protect you. About face, swords drawn, like, come at us. That's so cute. We were, like, ready to protect her from any evildoers. And the, the, the horror this woman must have felt when she sees three young boys with plastic swords chasing after. I don't know what kind of horrors that she's went through as a face character. I'm sure there's stories of people, horror stories of people who are open face characters at Disneyland. But I'm pretty sure getting beaten up with swords by three elementary small children is a new one. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, oh she was really nice. And she was like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I don't need it. It's like, no, we're, we're like, we're like, like, that guy, we say. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> attack. Yeah. Thankfully, our parents were really, we're like, okay, boys, come on, come on. We're like, but, but she's, she's, a, she's like, she's going to be okay. Come on. That's so funny. Yeah, so, you know, and then years later, Kingdom Hearts is like, cool, I can actually do something like that, except be up the bad guy and not the princess. Exactly. And then you get into to uh, Birth by Sleep, and you actually get to protect Cinderella. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that. <laughs> no, so, like you were saying, it was a great uh, gateway into action RPGs. Um, oh, yeah. My, so the PS2 is your first console and Neopets, I assume, was your very first video game. Was Kingdom, Heart, was Kingdom Hearts the game you bought after Neopets or were you playing other stuff up to that? Well, so so like Neopets was just like on, you know, a web browser thing. And the game in question that they were making for the PS2, like that did not come out until oh. like 2010, maybe. It took oh. forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should oh fact check that. But yeah, no, I was pissed. <laughs> I was waiting for that game for so long. Um it took a it took a long time. But so I think Kingdom Hearts was one of the first games that I played on the PS2. I I don't recall if there was stuff before. I'm sure there was like, you know, the Harry Potter games that were out. I probably played those 
I remember, I mean, the Quidditch game still mm. kind of lit. Like, Never played that one, actually. I should look into that. It's, it's fun. Uh, if you can get yourself a nice used copy. Highly recommend. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I probably there was like Scooby-Doo games. I was like, oh, these are fun. But Kingdom Hearts was definitely my first memory of like a serious like Japanese RPG, like getting into that world. Because I do have pretty distinct memories of playing Final Fantasy X when I was in high school. And like I would come home from school and I would get my like big bag of chips and I would just like eat the entire bag and play Final Fantasy X and be like, okay, well, I finished the bag. Now I have to go do my homework. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're, I was the complete opposite. My parents wouldn't let me go near my PlayStation until my homework was done. <laughs> and See, I, had, I, I had to prove it was done at first and then they got then they started believing me. See, my my mom's a university professor, so sometimes I would get home before her and just be uh, like, mm, "Can't do anything about it." <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, it's like usually you're like you have the volume down, you're just listening to see if the car rolls up, and then once it does, just like hit pause, turn the TV off, change the channel, and rush over. <laughs> you know, thankfully, but my mom was pretty chill, and I was that obnoxious, just like straight A, like school is easy kind of kid. Mm. So it was just kind of like, yeah, you'll get it done, whatever. I'm like, thanks. Well, not my parents. They were like, is your homework done? Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? <laughs> yeah, so it's, I love how a lot of people have the same parallel story with Kingdom Hearts because Kingdom, I mean, I was technically playing JRPGs before Kingdom Hearts, yeah. but that was Pokemon and I didn't oh, yeah. know anything else besides Pokemon. Oh, yeah. So I've, I've told the story before, but when I was a kid, especially back then when I was really getting into video games, I thought turn-based RPGs were boring. Like if you were to say, mm -hmm. Hey, I got the new final fantasy game. My response as a small, very ignorant child, mind you yeah. was final fantasy is bad. It's boring. It's so lame that you don't do anything. You just stand there and just go whoosh. All the while I'm saying this while I'm playing fucking Pokemon, which is doing the exact same <laughs> goddamn thing. If anything, Pokemon is is worse because it's so easy to be OP. You're just like, die, moving on, die, <laughs> moving on. Especially <laughs> in the first generation. Now, I grew up, literally grew up playing Pokemon. I was yeah. there in 98. My parents came home. We had Game Boys at this time. My parents had blue and red. I don't know who, which parent at school told them about this game. I don't know what possessed them to buy it. They heard, probably heard it was two-player, but they didn't buy the link cable until a few months later. Yeah. And since I was the oldest, I got to pick, and I still have it. I still have my my red. Nice. Yeah. Nice, but, nice, nice. But yeah, so Kingdom Hearts was my gateway into JRPGs. It's like true. Okay, maybe that's that's not the right word to say, it, but like that genre of hardcore story driven JRPGs. Yeah. And even though Kingdom Hearts is a more of an action based game, that is really where I cut my teeth on yeah. on JRPGs as a whole. Because yeah. I cannot, like you said, you rage quit in the Traverse Town. Mm -hmm. We rage quit with fucking Cerberus. Oh my god, forget <laughs> it. Oh my god, that boss fight was awful. I I hate that boss fight. And also, Sparks, when you're listening, sorry, this is probably the explicit episode. So, the yeah, I remember Kingdom Hearts comes out. It's it's yeah, we're very passionate. We can't help ourselves. We love it. This is the thing about like level-headed kingdom hearts fans please don't at me but like we love the game but we also hate the game and like you know what i mean we're like we acknowledge its flaws we will get mad at it but then at the end of the day we're like yeah but we love it and if you come at us with hate like we'll fight you 
You're you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Because you have to admit, there is the breed of person that will like die on the hill that Kingdom Hearts is perfect and nothing is wrong with it. And I'm like, oh no, I will fully acknowledge like it's weird. It has flaws, but I love it. Okay, I'll I'll straight up say the very first Kingdom Hearts game is my personal favorite. Yeah. I love the first Kingdom Hearts game. I I would say it's the reason why it's my favorite is because I played it the absolute most because I was playing that sucker nonstop, just trying to make the wait for Kingdom Hearts 2 much more manageable. Mm-hmm. Even I, there are times where I was playing my multiple playthroughs of my of my copy of Kingdom Hearts. I would get to Monstro, I would groan. I would be Same. like, "Here we go again." I would get to Atlantica. I'm like, "Okay, it's Atlantica." Mm-hmm. At least in one, let's be real. Atlantica and Kingdom Hearts one much better than Atlantica and Kingdom Hearts two. But the swimming mechanic is still infuriating. No, I hate the swimming mechanic. I I don't like I that at it. all. But at least it. at least I could fight Ursula, and it's not a rhythm game. That's fair. I say as I have an open copy of Melody of Memory because I really want to play that game. I haven't played it yet. It's fun. I like it. Yeah. Also, the music is gorgeous. How can you not? But, and of course, the biggest flaw is the gummy ships. Oh my God, I hate it so much. Okay, so let me tell you a story. Uh Uh-huh. So I have been streaming all of the Kingdom Hearts games this year in honor of the 20th anniversary. And until this year... I had never completed Kingdom Hearts 1 on proud mode. And it was the only Kingdom Hearts game that I had never beaten on proud mode. And so I said, this time, I'm going to do it. Because I always rage quit. I'd get to the first boss and be like, it's not worth it. It's too janky. It's not worth it. Throws control, you know. So I was like, we're going to do it. And we did it. I actually was shocked. It was much easier than I thought it was going to be. So maybe that's just because I'm older and better at video games. But... What I did not know until this year was that the gummy ships are a fucking nightmare on proud mode. And that is what almost caused me to rage quit this playthrough. I didn't, but like, oh my God, oh my God. I died more times on the gummy ship than to any boss in that game. I hate the gummy ships so much. (laughs) I hate them so much. And I will... I will die on the hill that the story in Kingdom Hearts 1 is much easier to digest. It's a great, it's essentially a Disney film, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah, people complain about the Kingdom Hearts games that, oh, the Disney films don't add to the story. I'm like, okay, they don't, they maybe don't add to the overarching plot, but they add little great character beats on how Sora is trying to find Kairi. Yeah. There's a beautiful scene, and I want to say it's in Kingdom Hearts 1 where Sora's in Halloween Town and he envisions himself dancing with Kyrie in Halloween Town Square. Yeah. And also, sorry, Internet, I am a Sora Kyrie stan. Please don't at me. But I mean, they can just get out of here. Who doesn't stand Sora and Kyrie? Bye. Uh, people who stand Sora and Riku, but that's that's. But once again, listen, once they again, can be a throuple. It's fine. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it's like. Just seeing Sora fighting and learning, and also it's really fun to, to help, just like kind of see the film progress in a way, a much condensed version of the Disney film, comparing yeah. to concerning which one you're at. Oh yeah. But man, I I love this game. I love that game. I love yeah. the game, but there are parts that I absolutely despise. Least favorite world in one, definitely Monstro. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlantica and Neverland are uh, tied for second, I would say. Mostly because, I mean, I would say Atlantica would beat out Neverland because there's not a lot of flying. Okay, so I have a particular place of rage for Tarzan World. Ooh. Because 
the number of times that I got lost, fell off oh, yeah. the vines, got yeah. lost again, fell off the vines again, and yeah. just got like trapped in a loop. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, deep jungle is a hard one to go through. I mean, yeah. I, I forgot where I was because like you were saying earlier, how you got through your rage quit through Travis Town, mm-hmm. we eventually got through our wage, our wage, rage quit uh, Cerberus in the right. Coliseum. And we couldn't go to Agrabah because of it. So when we finally beat Cerberus, and then we finally, because when we first played the game, it was me and my brother. We couldn't figure out how to get the damn coconuts. We didn't know you had to hit the tree. So we were stuck on Destiny Islands far longer. We had to call one of our friends who almost beat the game and say, how do you get off Destiny Islands? It's like, well, did you get the coconuts? Follow-up question, how do you get the coconuts? I have to say, that is one of the funniest quirks of the first game kind of as a whole they do not tell you what to do ever i, I think Kyrie <laughs> does you have to talk to her that's the thing i don't think she tells you to hit the trees i think <clears throat> you just have to figure it out i want to say maybe she did but i could i could be wrong or that could be maybe not in the original but if they might maybe have they added it yeah in final mix but even in final mix for like that moment that I got frustrated in Traverse Town. They don't tell you specifically where you're supposed to go to trigger that cutscene. S- similar, like Deep Jungle, don't tell you where to go to trigger some cutscenes. Monstro, forget about it. Finding where you're going to trigger those cutscenes, mm, you're just gonna run around lost. Like they don't give you that guidance of actually how to navigate through a lot of the worlds to progress the story. And they get much better at that in the later games. Well, they, I mean, some would argue they get very linear, and also they have a mini map in the corner. Thank God. Thank God but, for the map. <laughs> yeah, but I, I completely understand. And at the same point, that fifteen dollar investment I made at Barnes and Noble or at Borders one day to buy the Kingdom Hearts strategy guide was probably the best investment I ever made as a twelve year old. Same. Oh my, yeah, because I we were when we finally were going through the game, we beat Deep Jungle, we beat uh, Wonderland, we got through all the stuff, and we were we beat Agrabah. We were excited, and then we were in Atlantica, and it was right after we got the Crystal Trident from the sunken ship. Mm-hmm. We had no idea where to put it, mm-hmm. and we were in Ariel's Grotto before that, so we see the outline. Didn't process, but like, but we're small children. When I first played Final Fantasy X, I didn't know what the sphere grid did. I just skipped all that stuff because I wanted to get back to the action. My dumbass, while I was playing Final Fantasy X, which I played because of Kingdom Hearts, by the way. My dumbass thought, hit attack, HP zero, fight over, I win. Yeah, that's right. And then, oh, okay, all these other status elements, they're annoying, but HP zero, fight over, I win. Yep. I'm an idiot. <laughs> to be fair, I all I cared about was like that. HP up, and then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joys of playing Ooh. RPG as a small child. You're just like, I just want to hit things. Let me just hit things. Yeah, now <laughs> I'm an adult. I'm looking at, I'm like playing Final Fantasy X, and as an adult, I'm like, okay, let's get Tidus my time age, have him cast haste on everyone, make sure Yuna's is healing. Orange the tank. Uh, great, we got a flyer. Bring Waka and Laura Lulu in. Or okay, Kamari Ronzo. He can. I'm like spouting all this jargon. Yeah. And then my girlfriend's sitting next to me. And she's looking at me, going, "What the frack are you saying, boy?" You're like, I know how to play Final Fantasy X. Don't at me. <laughs> now she knows how to play Final Fantasy too. She's just like, 
sometimes she looks up and she's like, hey, maybe cast this on that person. And I'm like, oh, damn, it worked. <laughs> the chip. Yeah. Oh, so I, I was going somewhere. What were we talking about before we started going on that tangent? Um, That we hate the gummy ships. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we hate the gummy ship. Gummy ship sucks. Also getting lost sucks. Yeah. But we love these games. <laughs> now, that game in particular, I love. Especially when I, that was that game introduced me to Cloud, Sephiroth, mm-hmm. uh, One Winged Angel. I remember when I was like, the more I played it, when I finally beat the game, and I beat I beat Ansem, I saw the final cutscene, and I was my brother came in and he was watching me play fight through the the final boss, and he was like he was on the edge of his seat. He's like, man, how many bosses do you have to fight? I was like, I have to fight a lot. A lot. And then when I finally beat him, it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, I actually did it. And then we saw the teaser with Roxas and Riku in the world that never was with the Neo Shadows. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And then it's like, we had to wait four years. <laughs> Better than 13. Let's not talk about that, shall we? Cries in yeah. Kingdom Hearts fan. I know. <laughs> Cries and Kingdom Hearts skipped an entire freaking generation too of all things. I know. Although I'm kind of happy for that because I didn't have a PS3 until I have one now, but that's because that's after the fact. Same, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about um uh chain of memories. So yeah. you had that on the Game Boy. I have that on the Game Boy as well. I I mean, I did not realize that. Because when I first saw Chain of Memories, I thought it was just maybe a remake or a, a demake of the first game. Because mm-hmm. you see the screenshots in magazines and in some of the commercials, it's like, oh, that's Agrabah, that's Atlantica, that's Traverse Town. I've been to those places. Is this just like a quick little let's catch up before two comes out, or what's going on? Right. And then that's the start of the Kingdom Hearts pain train. <laughs> <laughs> that moment when the side games are not side games. Yeah. I didn't real I didn't realize this until I actually started playing. I'm like, oh, oh. I think I saw the review on X Play first when it's like, hey, this game picks up right after Kingdom Hearts One ends. And I'm like, oh, I really should get this game. Mm-hmm. But man, did that take me a long time to beat because of freaking Riku. Oh, really? I love Riku sides. My favorite part of the game. Let me. Oh, let you, me mean, you mean you mean the boss fight of Replica oh, Riku? Yeah, yeah. The second Replica Riku boss fight was the worst one of the worst fights I was playing in that entire game. And it wasn't just the replica Riku boss fight. Before that, it was trying to let RN Jesus bestow his light upon me so I can get this one specific card to open open this one specific door so I can open up the rest of the map. And I hated it. I will admit that was exceedingly frustrating. I mean, did what did you have any problems with that as well? Or was I just the one unlucky soul who had to go through that? No, I think that was something that everybody struggled with because there was there were those couple doors that needed the most specific thing. And it was like, well, anyways, have fun grinding forever because RN Jesus is not your friend. <laughs> I, I want to say before that, uh, like my second or my third or fourth playthrough of the original Kingdom Hearts, I did level grind to get the ultimate weapon. I got Donald and Goofy's weapons. I did all that. I beat Sephiroth multiple times, sometimes just for funsies, because, you know, that was the first time I heard One Winged Angel, and that's a freaking bop. Hell yeah. And, of course, when I meet Ansem, his ass was grass and I was the lawnmower. But But for Chain of Memories, it was the most 
agonizing thing because I'm playing through this game. I'm constantly going through these heartless rooms. I'm like, drop, drop this freaking card. Let me continue my game, please. It must be how some people, when they get into Dark Souls for the first time and can't beat the first boss. Yep. See, I'm like, I remember having somewhat of that frustration when I played it originally. I definitely remember like some of the boss fights are hard getting the right cards for the doors annoying but i feel like i was just so like kingdom hearts yes this fills the void that i like didn't care because i was like i get to play it more it didn't it didn't frustrate me it didn't frustrate me until the remake well i never played the remake I recommend watching the cutscenes. Actually, I did that. I watched, I or I started watching the cutscenes and then I stopped halfway through. Yeah. And I think the only reason why I was watching the cutscenes, I was in college when I was watching the cutscenes for the first time. And really, it's just I want to get to the part where they said Marluxia's name because mm-hmm. you're on a Game Boy Advance. The sound chip in the game for the GBA at the time was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, there were a few games that had a few voice commands here. Like, you would turn on Super Mario, and you hear, let's a goal. Yeah. You hear, like, some really cool Mario. And so, oh, yeah, Luigi time. Let's a goal. But hearing, like, when you're playing in the game, you hear Sora go and doing his, his grunts from the first one. Mm-hmm. But there's no dialogue. So I see this name. I'm like, okay, Axel, that's fine. Larxene, I got that one. Lexius, it's a little hard. Marluxia? Marluxia? I think we that all. Guy, that guy. <laughs> I remember the biggest <clears throat> wrong ones for me was we definitely thought it was Marluxia, and Nomine we thought was Namin. <laughs> that is maze. Alyssa, you have left me today. <laughs> Listen, I was in middle school. I didn't know shit about Japanese yet. I was I, I, like... was, I was in high school too. I didn't know jack shit either. <laughs> I'm looking at this. I mean, I'm thinking I'm, I think I was like I mean, when I was a kid, I was reading Harry Potter. I called her I called Hermione Hermoin. Mm, yeah, that tracks. And then finally in the Goblet of Fire, apparently JK put the how to pronounce her name because everyone was pronouncing her freaking name wrong. Because you know, we're Americans. We don't have that's a, not a common name here in America. No. But <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I was very confused. No, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so what was I? Uh, Chain of Memories. It's I would still say it's a good game. It's a very, yeah. it's very different, especially with the card aspects. And also, I think especially when I was younger, even when I was in high school, I was getting older. I was able to play RPGs. I was able to understand the mechanics a little bit better. I still wasn't that big a fan of the card aspect. I think if I were to go back to it today, I I could de- build my deck better. But I think my strategy was have all my really powerful one-time use cards in the front, make a slate out of that, and then just destroy. use a combo on the boss and then just heal, 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 and just play the chipping game. Just dodge, hit, dodge, hit, dodge, hit, boom. Basically. Honestly, I'm like, at this point, just look up the cheese decks. Yeah. Just, it's not worth it. Just look up the cheese decks. Yeah, I'm fine with the cheese. I mean, hey, I love cheese. Cheese is amazing. Same. High quality yeah. dairy. Yes. So, how was your reaction when Kingdom Hearts 2 came out? Oh, I was so excited. It was very stupid. So, I had pre-ordered <laughs> it at, of all places, Toys R Us, because, nice. you know, literal child. We know nothing. Game and... Star. See, I don't know that I like 
really knew a lot about GameStop yet at that point. I was like, Toys R Us is the place for everything because I'm apparently was a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I pre-order this game. I'm so hyped for this game. If I recall correctly, it came out in December of 2005. Oh, I, I want to say it came out in March of 06. I'm pretty, it definitely came out in 05. Um, I think in Japan they came out in 05. We got ours because I remember, we, I could be wrong. Because that, that was for me, that was my freshman year of high school. And I know the day before everyone was freaking out about Kingdom Hearts and I had it pre ordered paid for i even had the special edition strategy guide ready to go nice so i was i was also in a play so i had play rehearsal and i remember the night before the game came out i which was the day i thought the game came out i didn't have rehearsal so my (laughs) thought process was i get to play the game when i get home i did all my homework at lunch i did as i was like ready to go no homework no responsibilities i get in the car where is it it comes out tomorrow (gasps) what no, it comes out today. It's like, Ben, it's midnight. It's going to come out tomorrow. I'm like. Surprise oh. forever. Okay, so we're both right. So it came out in December of 2005 in Japan and March 28th, 2006 in America. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, this this tracks also with my memory. So that week, conveniently, was spring break. And I spent Lucky. that entire week not moving from my television. And I finished the game over spring break. I was that, like, I am not going back to school without having finished this game. I, I, w- I remember the day it officially came out because I was so excited. My friends were asking me, he's like, Ben, I thought, doesn't it come out tomorrow? I'm like, no, the receipt says it comes out today. And then, of course, I show up the next day at school. My friends are sitting there going, so how is Kingdom Hearts 2? I'm like, shut up. Cry. It's like, shut up, your old, shut up, you meanies. But then we started talking because some of the kids in our, um, in our play – we're also huge Kingdom Hearts fans, so that's all we were talking about is how we we're going to play the game when we got home. And then one of our um, castmates said that his de- that he got a text from his dad. He picked up the game already, and he's almost about to beat the game before he was able to touch it. What? Yeah. What, indeed. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 2 is a beefy game. Yeah. It's like a, a what? A 40-some-hour game, give or take? I think, yeah, and I'm, I mean, when I replayed it, when I played Final Mix in this round of me doing it this year, even knowing the game and being pretty good at it, it took me like 32 hours, I think. Yeah. And I still, you know, I'm like, I'm not skipping anything. Just, I flew through it. <laughs> you know, like he maybe thought he was going to beat the game because he was about to beat the last available world, but then triggered the, the revisits. Yeah. Oh, that's possible. That's probably because I remember when I was first playing the game, I thought right before I got to when I go back to Radiant Garden or to Hull Bastion before it's Radiant Garden. Yeah. And you do that thousand heartless fight. So fun. And I thought I'm sitting there going, okay, this is definitely the end game, right? It's like, hey, we should probably go back to the land of dragons for reasons. And then I go through every single world again. And I'm like, yo, this is nice. Oh. Because there are some worlds I'm like, hey, where's my Keyblade? I didn't get a Keyblade from this world. And then I just keep playing again. It's like, oh, there it is. Found it. Yeah. And then because you got to go through all the heart, go through all the organization shenanigans, which BT dubs, Zaldin and Zigbar can suck it. Oh, my God. For real. That Zaldin fight. I, I remember that being like the bane of my existence the first time I played the game. But I have to say, it's so funny. There are notable 
fights in Kingdom Hearts 2 specifically that I was like, fuck Zaldin. Honestly, fuck Demix with all the clones. Him too. Destroy like, all the water clones within five seconds? Are you serious? So I was, I have memories of like PTSD from these battles. And then this playthrough, all of them, first time, beat them. I was oh, like, nice. what happened? I'm confused. <laughs> I was legitimately confused because I went into the fight and I was like, all right, chat, this one's going to suck. And we beat it first time. And I'm like, um, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, we're on proud mode. I'm under leveled. What is going on? <laughs> that That is way too funny because I cannot tell you how many times I, two games in particular come to mind when the first time I played them, I couldn't beat a, a certain boss, a very easy boss in the beginning of the game, which it should be the easiest boss, but I could not defeat it. Yeah. Mega Man Legends 1 and Mega Man Legends 2. Ran both those games from Blockbuster before I owned them outright. Got to a certain part in the game. Boss kills me every time. Have to turn it, have to take it back to Blockbuster. I'm upset. Yeah. I finally buy the games because they were on sale at, of all places, Blockbuster. Go home, play them get to that boss and i go okay here we go this is gonna first try done no harm no foul easiest fight ever and i'm sitting there going why why even recently earlier this year i'm playing final fantasy 3 on my ds there was a dragon boss very early in the game that i could not figure out how to get past it was the bane of my existence i get to that dragon boss i'm like okay let's do it easiest freaking fight in the world so wild i'm sitting there just staring at this and going how the fuck did i mess this up back in the how like that boss in that game Alyssa, the first time i had it got me so mad i sold my copy of final fantasy 3 and then years later when i got when i really get a final fantasy 3 urge i'm like you know what i gotta do i gotta redo this again i find it cib i even find the strategy guide my mom was with me. She was kind of to buy me the game itself. I pay for my strategy guide. I get to that part in the game, done. Wipe the floor with it. That's so wild. Go figure. Yep, go figure. So now I'm looking forward to fighting Demix, Zigbar, and Zaldin in Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, don't worry. I also have PTSD from fighting them. And you were saying, because back when I first played through Kingdom Hearts 2, I did it on uh, on normal. Okay. I um back in the day I did try a proud mode run just to see if I can do it. Yeah. I was so happy I beat Zaldin. Zaldin was just making me so mad. But I can't beat Zigbar on oh, Zigbar's Zig a tough one. Zigbar, I was using magnet, I was using shield, I was trying everything I could to avoid those weapons, but he yeah. always wasted me, and it made me so mad that I stopped playing and I didn't get any farther. Is this the Zigbar fight, like, in... In uh, the world it never was. Yeah, 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 The one where he's all, like, teleporting. And, well, he's yeah. always teleporting and bullshit, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's teleporting, he's got you in his sights, and you're trying to dodge. He has a bunch of lasers circling around, and they go... Like, you see him, you're like, oh, shit, you try to run out of the way, but they still go... And they hit you no matter what. Yeah, I got real good at dodging those. That's the only way you could do that. I didn't. I, I haven't figured out the way, but... Oh, well, another, another time, another day, so... When you when you come back to it and you beat them first time, I expect a report. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text you. I will DM you. I'll be like, so I got to Zigbar and um, 
Yeah, his ass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll text you. He's like, so I'm about to fight Zigbar in, in a world that never was. How was I'm, it? Five minutes later. Yeah, he dead. Yep. I look forward to this. Just like dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll. Mm-hmm. Hit, hit, dodge roll. <laughs> Spamming that dodge roll. Now, so, obviously, Sephiroth is in the second game. Yeah. Coming back from the first one, there's a much more story in Kingdom Hearts 2 in the base one before Final Mix. Mm-hmm. I haven't, when I was replaying Final Mix and just getting ready to, for Kingdom Hearts 3 on my PS4, I didn't get to Sephiroth. I think I'm in the Land of Dragons. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I last picked up 2. But, oh man. Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts 2. Hard fight. I would say a lot harder in 2 than he is in 1. Uh, yeah. I full full disclosure. I've never beat Sephiroth in any of the Kingdom Hearts games. Really? I'm too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I've beat any of the secret bosses in the originals or the final mix. I'm just like, eh, so much effort. <laughs> you know what? I will I will concede because I beat the original in the original game. I would say I'm like 98% complete. Yeah. Like if you if there are trophies, I probably would have nine either one hundred percent or ninety eight percent completed Kingdom Hearts one. Okay. On the base game on the PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the PS4 with the final mix one, I was working to get the ultimate weapon, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that I have to I have to wait for certain heartless to spawn, and then that's a whole different challenge in of itself. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. It's just like a patience game. And I'm like, mm, yeah. Eh. And I was like, I got the the original getting the, the ultimate weapon in the in the original one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to grind, you have to have lucky lucky up, you have to get certain item drops, which aren't hot, which are kind of difficult, but they're more manageable and they're easier to to grind and rack up experience points. Yeah. Whereas in Final Mix, it's just like it's way too difficult. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I can't. I don't think I don't remember if I got Ultima Weapon in the original Kingdom Hearts. I did get Ultima Weapon in the original Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm. And I did get it in 3 because it's like pretty easy to get in 3. I never got it in 2. I kept trying as hard as I could. But it's still that last damn Orculum Plus. Mm-hmm. Which is a rare drop from a completely different Heartless that I had no idea how to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm done with this. So I think I just beat Xemnas with the Oblivion. Yeah. I think I had the Oblivion Keyblade equipped when I fought him. Which, you know, is just correct because <laughs> it's the best Keyblade. It is a pretty badass Keyblade, but I did get the, the ultimate weapon in three. I was not going to go up against Xehanort without that ultimate weapon because I'm like, I'm here to dance, bitch. Same. Same. And like, dear God, don't even think about doing the DLC without ultimate weapon. Um, also, quick uh, confession, I haven't played the DLC in three yet. That's okay. I haven't beaten it because... Um, so you know about the data battles yes I know. Mm-hmm. okay oh, yeah. yeah so um i can't beat luxord because mm. games are bullshit <laughs> i have beat everything else all the ones that are just like handing your ass to you no beat them luxord i've been stuck on it for three years i still haven't done it i just haven't gotten the dlc yet because i'm too cheap i mean and, I, and yeah. I i still think that 25 bucks is too much i, mean, I still think 25 is expensive 15 okay maybe yeah but or was it 25 or 30 when it first came out it was more i think yeah it was like i, think I want it was to say 40 it was 40 oh that's even worse maybe i don't know i i 
I'm one of those awful fans that I'm like, eh, whatever, take my money. I need it. It's Kingdom Hearts. Uh, part of me did. <laughs> part of me really wanted to. But then I saw the price tag. And then I saw the IGN review. And then yeah. I thought, mm, I'll wait. I'll wait till it goes on sale. It goes on sale, but it's only like $2 off. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. no, not yet. i keep waiting. Yeah. Keep waiting, keep waiting, keep waiting. And now we get the announcement for Kingdom Hearts 4. So I'll probably just dive into 3 and just shill the money because... I mean, I have a Kingdom Hearts tattoo for crying out loud. I'm going to show it eventually. It's true. <clears throat> yeah. So going away from the main games for yeah. a bit, let's talk about the side game or the air quotes. Side I was saying, games. what do you mean? They're all main games. Nomura, why do you do this to us? <laughs> because he loves us and he wants us to have all of the content. I'm just thankful that I had most of the the systems I needed to play the games. The one that I did not have and the one that I was most salty about not playing because at the time all the Kingdom Hearts fans were saying it was the best one was Birth by Sleep. I so I have definitely bought most of my consoles for a Kingdom Hearts game. I will fully admit that that is the history of most of my console owning. I mean, I bought a Nintendo 3DS so I could finally play Ocarina of Time, so I cannot fault you there. I was this close to re to not just buying, but rebuying a PlayStation Portable because my original one that my parents got for my brother and I on launch day <gasps> disappeared. No. Well, okay, maybe not. I mean, eventually it did disappear, but it also was being used as my brother as a way to circumvent him getting banned from the computer to go on MySpace. Because it had an internet browser at the time. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. (laughs) So he was using that to go online when mom and dad said, you can't be on the computer because you didn't get good grades. And he was like, okay, kept the PSP tucked under his pillow. Yep. Yep. And also, we just didn't really know about the good games for the PSP. I think the only game I bought for the PSP because I want to play it was Mega Man Maverick Hunter X. Mm-hmm. And then when Birth by Sleep came out, it was past the point of no return. It was gone. Yeah. I have to say, I think the PSP was so ahead of its time and the PS Vita was so ahead of its time. I am I will forever be disappointed that that flopped <laughs> because it just like, it was so good. It had so much potential to be so good. And it just... Sorry, Sony, you kind of fucked that one up. Um, speaking of Vita and my brother, when I last visited him at his home in Florida last year, he asked me if I wanted some PlayStation stuff. I'm like, well, what do you mean? What do you got? He's like, well, I got a PlayStation. You know that mini PlayStation that they came out a few years ago? Yeah. You want it? I'm not going to say no to a free PlayStation. And then he's like, oh, yeah. Do you, have you heard this thing called the Vita? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You want it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. And then, of course, I have it way too late, and all the games for the Vita are stupid expensive. So it's yep. like, great. Missed out on that. I mean, I still have it. It's here, and um, I got to talk to my brother about it, because last time he talked to he talked to me about it, said maybe I can just like hold on to it and play, because he wasn't playing it. Because yeah. I don't want to take it to someone and mod it, and then give it back to him, and, it's all, and the files are all corrupted. So. Right. Oh, yeah, we modded the living heck out of our PSPs back in the day. Like, we had a guy who rode the bus. This is in high school. So, you know, it's like we had the guy. Uh, and we'd get all of us, we were like, give him our PSPs. He'd mod them, bring them back to us. It was like, <laughs> it's our version of drugs, I guess. We're like, hey, you want a modded PSP? It was like, <laughs> he looks over, he's like, you know, 
for 20 bucks, I can put almost every single PlayStation 1 game on that PS Vita or on that PSP for you. And you're like, how? It's like, don't ask questions. Just give me the system. Just give me the dough, the system, and it's all yours. Basically. Talk about the sketchiest deal, all sketchy deals. Yeah, but like I can play every PSP game. Yeah, you can. Every single one. And that's that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Or that's a that's a good thing to have, I should say. I don't know why it's a good thing to do. I don't know. I'm still kind of, I had to wake up really early this morning. I work nights, so there are times my brain's a little mm-hmm. wall. Oh, I so. fully understand because same. Mm-hmm. So so when I say to preface things, when I say side games, obviously in Kingdom Hearts, every game means something because, you know, Nomura's like, let's do it this way. And all of us go, why? why? When I say main games, I mean the numbered titles. Main, one, two, one, two, three. three. Yeah. Future four. Yeah. Side games is everything else. But of course, everything's connected. You know, reconnect Kingdom Hearts. Hey! <laughs> yeah. Your hearts so, have been connected. Mm-hmm. So in your experience... What is your favorite side game and your least favorite side game? So it is a tie. I can't choose between Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance. I love them both very dearly. And those are also my two favorite Kingdom Hearts games, period. I'm like, nope, sorry. They beat out all the, like, I, I love them so much. They both hold up for me. I also have very fond memories. Specifically, I have very fond memories connected to playing Birth by Sleep for the first time. But... I'm just like, I love them. I love them both so much. I love them for different reasons. Um, Dream Drop Distance has my favorite Kingdom Hearts world, period, ever, which is Symphony of Sorcery, because, duh, classical music nerd. Um, Fantasia is an amazing film. But when I tell you my little classical music nerd brain screamed when I got to play a rhythm game to Beethoven 6, like, what? <laughs> I was like, I need more of this. This is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. I like it I a lot. Th- actually, one of the things I love about that world, going on a side tangent for, for Symphony of Sorcery, is the entire world. You get other sound effects, of course, like hitting and then and, and, uh, and I guess some the, the instruments. Exactly. Yeah. There's no dialogue at all. Mm-mm. Like before you go into the, the music, there's no like there's dialogue. You're talking to Mickey. You know he's he's asleep doing na 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 na. He's doing his thing. Second you go into that into the into the music, it's all it's all instrumental. It is all music. You hear no dialogue. You hear no grunts. You hear no nothing. Yeah, I love it so much. It is definitely. I don't want to say jarring, but it was definitely one of those things where I was playing the game. It's like wow, they went hard for Symphony of Sorcery to make sure like it's about the music. And I really appreciate, I'm not a classical music nerd, but I really appreciate that. I love, it just, it makes me so happy. And I, it just makes me so sad that I doubt that it'll ever re- make a return. Yeah, they don't really like to bring back a lot of the old stuff, don't do they? Especially, <laughs> we rarely have had returns of worlds from the side games, which is heartbreaking. I mean, we've, it's weird because also some of the side games, like let's put a three, five, eight over two. Yeah, I know. Title is like, bleh. but three, it's five, and over game. two. All the worlds are based off of Kingdom Hearts two. Mm-hmm. You don't go to any new worlds, which is why for me, when Dream Drop Distance came out, I yeah. was heavily wanting to go to that one because the only, once again, air quotes, returning world was world that never was, and that's the final one. 
Right. I can forgive that, but everything up to that point was brand mm-hmm. new. Although I'll give a little bit of a side eye to Prankster's Paradise for Riku's side because you're a monstro and I got PTSD from that shit. Same. Actually, that was something that I noticed on my replay because I'm doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, you know, I thought there was more in Prankster's Paradise, like in the theme park. I thought there was more and there's so much less than I remember. And I feel like that's a huge missed opportunity because there's so much fun they could have had with that world. And they were like, nah, we'll just put you back in Monstro. I'm like, come on. This is like, there's so much cool stuff you could have done here. Yeah. I mean, I understand, especially with those systems that were on hand, the games that were on handhelds, they weren't powerful enough. Like the joke is, especially for birth by sleep, when you save Cinderella, you hear Mm -hmm. that one guy go, Oh, the guests were just starting to enjoy themselves. It's like, there's no one here. dude. It's just us. (laughs) us, Lady Tremaine and the sisters. No, it's an empty ass ballroom. My guy. Yep. They're all imaginary guests. Oh, I'll never forget when, um, there's a YouTuber. I watch a super butter buns. She does. Do you know who she is? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, she has a lot of great videos on Kingdom Hearts. You'll love it. They're freaking hilarious. And when she saw NPCs in Kingdom Hearts 3, she's like, we have NPCs. They're finally here. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so true, though. Yeah, because even Kingdom Hearts 2, it's like there's a few, but there's not a lot. Barely. Then you look at Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like, oh, this is a literal living in town. Nice. I can appreciate this now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just weren't strong enough to, to support that in the fight in the past games. So your favorites are Dream Drop Distance, also mine, and Burst by Sleep. Yeah. Which is the one, which is the outlier? Coded. Yes! Nobody Thank likes you. coded. Nobody Thank likes l- listen. I'm dead ass. I'm putting a call out to anyone listening to this. If any of you genuinely like coded, like at me because I want to know if you exist. <laughs> also, please be respectful because we're not mad that you like coded. We just no. don't like your games. These are, are not our favorites personally. <laughs> I'm I'm like, I say this as I'm like, I want to hear from someone who likes it. Like, why? No. Because I I like I think the story is important, unfortunately. Like we watch the cutscenes, but like God playing that game was not fun. No, I hate coded. I mean, I bought it because it was a Kingdom Hearts game. I knew it was a mobile game because when they yeah. announced all the when they announced 358 in Birth by Sleep, mm-hmm. they were like, hey, these games are coming to consoles in North America. Coded is up in the air because that's a mobile only Japan, Japan only mobile only Japan only game. Yeah. So of course I'm saying you're going, well, nuts. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was I, I remember DS. being frustrated that that wasn't coming. Yeah, I have a I have a DS at the time. 358 days over two comes out. I get it. I'm like, yay. Birth by Sleep is on a PSP. I'm nuts. Peyton, where's the PSP? I don't know. Shit. Yeah. So I I didn't even hear Coded came out or Recoded came out on the DS mm-hmm. until I was at a, um, a GameStop and I saw it and I had exactly enough money to buy it. Yes. It was the biggest impulse buy I could. And when I was playing it, I was like, Data Sora? what is this and everything else that was going on i don't know why but i was so sick and tired of seeing riku in an organization coat i'm like just get him out we know what he looks like when he's not handsome anymore for the love of god put him in his costume 
Do you know how happy I was to A, not only play as Riku in Dream Drop Distance, but the fact that he looks like fucking Riku and not some organization wannabe? Yeah. Oh, that was that's partly why that game is my favorite too, because like yeah. I'm a Riku stan. Like Oh my God, I was so sick and tired of all this stuff with I mean, in three five eight over two days, that I will give a pass to because yeah. you know, he this is when Riku was learning to control his right. darkness and then right. he would, being like trying to be sneaky stinky with with organizers bleh, organization 13 and then finally it's like we get birth by sleep there's more organization bull crap and we just keep seeing riku in this in the coat and i'm like i'm done with this shit yeah we're like hello can you please yeah not only uh, not only just with riku but the game itself it's like Normally, I would be like, hey, different game styles. That This is actually kind of cool. But the more I play it, the more I'm like, can we just pick one and stick with it, please? It does get very repetitive and coded. Yeah. It does. I, I don't think I, I, you know what? I actually, no, I, I can say this. I never beat coded. I want to say I got to Rox, the fight with Roxas. I couldn't beat him. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to look this up. I don't want to play this game anymore. And I looked up the secret ending, which is um, Zayn, or not Xehanort, um, fuck, who is it? Yensid. Yensid yeah. telling, uh, uh, we need them to do the Mark of Mastery. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yep. We're still waiting for three. Yep. No, Dream Drop. You get Dream Drop now. Yeah, I will say I was very salty when it said Kingdom Hearts 3D, and I was mad. <laughs> they trolled hard on that one. They did. I mean, and then it became my favorite side game, because I love playing that game on the 3DS. Yeah. It was... My, my only gripe with Dream Drop is um, you have to beat the game before you can get the ultimate weapons, and you have to beat the game to unlock the boss fight with Julius, who is stupid hard, but really yeah. fun to beat once you do it. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I did all the freaking data battles. I did it. I was constantly cycling through to get that portal to, to pop up. I was playing. I, I think that's the one Kingdom Hearts game I truly 100%ed. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how uh, how much, how like OCG I get with it on this replay on the PS4. <laughs> like I'll, I'll finish the game and be like, I'm done streaming it. But I might go back and be like, but I need all of the spirits and I need all of the things. Actually, I actually, no, I didn't 100% it. I didn't get all the spirits. Damn. Look at all the spirits. You got to catch them all. I mean, I had a really good team of spirits, though. And actually, it was really fun naming them, too. Oh, my God. We're having so much fun naming them. Yeah. Oh, man. What, what, oh, what's, what's your, if you can remember, what yeah. were some of your favorite spirits? And do you remember their names for them? Um, so I don't remember my, my old ones, but like I said, we're playing Dream Drop literally right now and chat yeah. gets to name the spirits. So um, some of my current favorite ones specifically because of their names are the Prickle Mane, the little like purple spiky dude. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Ice Cream Joe. We would die for Ice Cream Joe. Ice Cream Joe. Ice Cream Joe is our actual human son and we would die for him. Oh, uh, <laughs> That one's a good one. Um, the snail's name is Gary because duh. And also we would die for Gary. <laughs> yep. My brother named his cat Gary, and I was like, you named another Spongebob? He's like, yes, yes, we named another Spongebob. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have two spirits that were, I, I can't remember which they were. I think one was one of the fish ones, and one was one of the, like, reindeer ones. Uh, and we named them Things and Stuff. Because, you know, Things and Stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, we had we had them out for a while. 
Um, now I have my, my current main team is the T-Rex and the Tweewee themed elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, one of them is named after one of one of my friends. So I, I think we named him Phantom Rex. Uh, and the Tweewee one is named Rindo because duh. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, yo, we're also big World Ends With You fan. So oh, I love those games. I was so, um, that's part of why I love Dream Drop too. I was like, <gasps> oh, yeah. Tweewee is in this game. Yeah, because so um, Traverse Town World Ends With You. Never played World Ends With You, but I've heard great things about it highly recommend it's really wonderful game and if you so there's a re-release on the switch Mm -hmm. of the original game which Mm -hmm. i've heard is okay if you play it in handheld mode apparently it's like unplayable if you're if you don't have the touch screen which really yeah no that tracks because it's a ds game and the like the touch screen stuff is really important to the game mechanics okay um but if you don't want to play it the anime is pretty good and then the new game is fabulous yeah, my roommate's playing the new one. Yeah. And I've once again, I've heard great things about the new one. I was excited for the remake because I don't know how expensive it is to find the DS copy out in the world right now. I, think I can only imagine movie. it's probably, it's a little, uh, a little up yeah. there in price maybe. So I don't know. I, I have an original copy and I'm hoarding it forever. Good. <laughs> don't let that go. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm like, now I want to know. <laughs> now I want to know how expensive a real one is. <laughs> oh man so, yeah so world ends with because that was one of the times where i'm playing kingdom hearts i'm like who the heck are these characters i have no idea who these people are uh so on amazon you could buy it an original copy for 120 dollars. <laughs> that makes sense a lot of ds games are going are getting up especially rpgs they're getting up there in price and it's ridiculous. Okay, but that's like kind of BS because like there is a copy for sale on eBay for like 30 bucks. So okay. well, you, know. you gotta make sure it's a real one too. They could be repros. That's true. Anyways, now that I've gone on that tangent. <laughs> well, welcome base barricade pause me. Alyssa. tangents and rants aren't just welcome, are they're encouraged. They're mandatory. Pretty much. Pretty much. But yes, recode. My God. Going back to recoded, because yeah. I that was the game when I was playing Kingdom Hearts definitely kind of felt a bit like a chore, but this is going to sound a little controversial and I'm sorry, but I am not the biggest fan of birth by sleep. Really? I don't know why. I don't know. It's just because I was impatient. I wasn't in the mood for grinding, mm-hmm. but my God, there was a part of me when I was playing birth by sleep. When I finished off, it felt like a chore for me to get through it. And that was, of all the Kingdom Hearts games, that was the one I was most ready. I was, it was overhyped for me. Yeah, I would um, say everyone was telling me how amazing Birth by Sleep was. It was like this is the best Kingdom Hearts game outside of two. This is the best like game that we're leading up. Nothing can beat Birth by Sleep. Oh, yeah. but it's like, hey, what about Dream Drop Distance? Oh, that's okay, but it's nowhere near as good as Birth by Sleep. And then I paid, and then I finally play it. And to be honest, I was getting sick of it by halfway through um, Ventus's story. Because mm. I don't, I, I don't, I want to know. I want, I, I'm stuttering here. Sorry. I want to say it was probably just the constant repetition through the worlds, the constant yeah. story beats, and just through osmosis, I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But when I got to, I think I just beat Aqua's main story. And I started, and I was also in a boss fight with uh, Terranort uh-huh. in Radiant Garden. Uh-huh. Got my butt handed to me a few times, and I just gave up. 
Mm. I'm like, no, I'll just watch the, the cutscenes online. That's fair. <clears throat> You're definitely not the only person I've heard who is not a fan of Birth by Sleep. I know a lot of people say they don't like it because it's the first game that introduces the command deck. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I really like that mechanic, but I, I, think, I get why people don't. I think the command deck is amazing for the handheld games. Yeah. I mean, when I was replaying Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, now it's HD on 2.8 Final Mix or mm-hmm. Final Prologue. I was enjoying it. Yeah. But for some reason, it just wasn't like really grabbing me like the first time I was playing it. Hmm. I I didn't, I think I got to the final boss with Riku, mm-hmm. but then I just stopped playing it. Interesting. Because I'm like, I know how this game ends. I, this is yeah. the most recent one I played. I'm going to go play Breath of the Wild 0.2 Fire Passage. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, that title. It's so long. <laughs> God, I cannot believe when I first saw the cover from like, okay, so we got HD Dream Drop Distance. That's an amazing game. It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite of the of the side games. Yeah. Birth 0.2, Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage. Who names this shit? I love it. It's like we're it's always gonna we're gonna hit every decimal point, like guaranteed. Like I'm amazed there hasn't been like a 2.3 yet or if if I could, I would stand outside of the of the Square Enix Tokyo offices and just be like, Namura, put numbers in the main games. Stop with the side shit. <laughs> yeah. Like Birth by Sleep. Okay. That's a cool little title. Yeah. Don't know what it means exactly, but still. They say it in the game, though. They say birth by sleep in the game. They do say it in the game, but I still don't 100% understand it. (laughs) And I consider myself a a pretty good Kingdom Hearts scholar. Yeah. And then you get, of course, 358 over two days, which still I don't know what the fuck that means. Oh, that one I can can tell you. It's because there's literally 358 days in that time frame. And the over two is Roxas Slashion. Because it's they're mm. the same person. I'm pretty sure that's the the reasoning behind that one. That actually makes. I got the three the three fifty eight part. Yeah, the over two, it's the it's over Roxas two part. That I'm just like, just call it three hundred fifty eight days. Yeah, that's how long Roxas was in the organization until he gets into the digitized Twilight Town. Yeah, so that's fine. Yeah, no big guy talk about Shion. <laughs> okay, but also like the final boss in that game is really fucking cool. The final boss was heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh I mean, my god! I, was, I mean, I get why the internet really stands Roxas and Axel being together. I kind of see it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Roxas, Shion, and Axel—all three of them—I'm mm-hmm. like, I can also see it. But my lord, when she takes her hood off and you see Sora's face and she gets into that nobody Sora armor, I'm like, can I not? Yeah, I don't want to fight you. It hurts. It does. Yeah. Yeah, although I have a bit of a bone to pick with, because um, I rewatched the cutscenes on um, 1.5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was really hoping they would animate the fight, or at least a fight scene. I know, I wish didn't. they did. I really wish they did. I mean, I'm glad I don't have, I don't technically have to play Recoded anymore. <laughs> Just watch the cutscenes. Same. Because I, I will say, as much as I don't like playing Recoded, I do like seeing what Mickey Mouse is up to. Same. Yeah, I agree. Like one of my favorite things in Kingdom Hearts 2 was going into Disney Castle. Yeah. I wanted to go to Disney Castle so bad in Kingdom Hearts 1. And when I finally was able to do it, and not only that, but also I got to fight with Minnie. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
Oh man, my Disney nerd heart. I have to say, I think one of my favorite parts of the Kingdom Hearts series is Riku and Mickey's relationship. Yeah, that's actually really that it's so wholesome and so cute. And I'm like, they have the best character development as far as relationships goes, period. Like it it's so good. I'm sorry, I'm plugging my laptop here real quick. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Riku and King Mickey. I I mean, do you want to? I just re, I just learned this recently, and I think it's actually really funny. But in Kingdom Hearts One, you don't see Mickey until the end of the game. Yes. Apparently, that was Disney. Yep. Disney said that we can't if this game flops, we can't taint our mascot. Mm-hmm. So they only put him in a cameo. Of course, the game sells like hotcakes. Everyone wants it. And Kingdom Hearts Two comes by. He's in the first. Te- he's in. Okay. He's in the first. Three and a half hours, because let's be real, that's a long ass tutorial. I love you, Kingdom Hearts 2, but that tutorial is super it's long. It's long. Yeah, it's long. It's a stupid long tutorial. Isn't that right, Suki? My cat's right here. I don't know if you heard her meow a few seconds ago. Hi, friend. Suki, you want to say hi to Alyssa? I love cats. We have three, but they're not allowed in here because it's oh. danger zone. Yeah, understandable. Sometimes Suki's just like, I'm just here, and now she walked, she walked away. Uh, what was, yeah, long ass tutorial, but when Mickey shows up, takes a keyblade and whips those nobodies. It's like, Master Yoda, you yeah. survived. So good. There, there was a joke going around saying my, it's like Mickey, this is Mickey Mouse, not Yoda. Mm-hmm. But also being able to play as him when you get, when you got KO'd. I used that a lot in Proud Mode. Oh, me too, me too. It's so good. Yeah, no, I remember re- they were like, okay, we only get one cameo of Mickey. It's gotta be epic. And I mean, it was pretty epic. Although the whole losing his shirt to say continent. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about that? Yeah. So I just figured that when Mickey showed up in Kingdom Hearts 1, he I didn't care. Yeah. I mean, okay, you look at Donald and Goofy, they're wearing fantasy uniforms. They're not wearing yeah. their classic ones until the final cutscene where they see Pluto and then right. they run off to the sunset or the into the fields, right? Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. <clears throat> I was gonna be fine with just seeing Mickey because they he, he's obviously in his traditional Mickey Mouse costume. Right. Air quotes there. Yeah. I wasn't gonna say anything. He's it's like he's darkened anyway. You you only see his silhouette and you see, come on, Sora, let's close this door for good. That's all you do. That's all yeah. that's all it is. That's yeah. it. When he loses his shirt, I was like, you don't have to do this, Nomura. <laughs> you don't no, have did. to do this. Nomura said, you know we had to do it to him, and he no. did it to him. <laughs> that almost broke me. I mean, zero, okay, so I will say this, 0.2. Yeah. I love that. Me too. It was an absolute stunt. I mean, it is a glorified tech demo. I'll yeah. admit that, but it is a stunning tech demo. And it also... As much as I might not be a big fan of Birth by Sleep, it gave me a look into what Aqua was going through. Because my lord, did that pull up my heartstrings when she was seeing the ghosts of Venom, uh, of Ventus and Terra? Aqua is like Aqua <laughs> literally carries the weight of the entire world in this series. Like that mm-hmm. poor woman. <laughs> I mean, she's a master. She has to do all this other stuff, and then it's like, hey, her best friend slash maybe love interest turns to darkness, and he's all super sad, or not super sad, he's super jelly. And then she's the adoptive mother of Ventus, and she has to go mother him all the freaking time. It's like, my God, let this woman get a break. No breaks for Aqua. 
No brakes for Aqua. Then she's stuck in the realm of darkness. And then she gets norded, air quotes. Yeah. And I call bullshit, but I really want Nikki's new Keyblade because I really like that design, especially with the stars because it looks like a Sorcerer's Apprentice hat. And that's my so favorite. Cool. That's my yeah. favorite version of Mickey Mouse, just TBH or I mean, Same. I don't know if you can see him <laughs> right there. On his oh, is that the, the pop file? Uh-huh. From uh, um, uh, was, Fantasia? Yeah. Well, I didn't get the pop file, but I do have this beauty right here. <gasps> I love it. You want to know the best part? Hmm. Are there like? I'm gonna stop that because I don't want Disney to copyright my ass. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Suki. No, no DMCA strikes, please. Yeah, no DMCA. Come on, Suki, come here. Why don't you meet your friend? Here she is. Hi, baby. Here she is. <gasps> She's so beautiful. She, I have my comic books right here, and she was walking on my comic books. And I didn't want her to walk on them. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, fragmentary passage was a really good tech demo, but you don't have to take away Mickey. It is dumb. There are times there are story bits in this game that are dumb, and I will say that the Kingdom Hearts story is somewhat complicated, but it's only complicated because there's just so much to remember. Yeah, I I always say when people like whine about it being complicated, I'm like. Yeah, it's complicated, but like so are so many other series. And they're like, well, you have to play all these games. I'm like, okay, how about the MCU? That's a good point. <laughs> like, y'all don't complain about the MCU. Why do you complain about Kingdom Hearts? Like, it's kind of equatable because there's there's so many things where it's like you need or it's beneficial to have all of these pieces of this like big complicated story. And like, yeah, okay, Kingdom Hearts gets a little convoluted. But like, if you've played all the games, you're gonna get most of it. There's gonna be yeah. a couple of things that you're like, wait, what? But mm -hmm. it's it's all there. It's it's not like it's not like you have to go like research things outside of just actually playing the games, unless you're a crazy fan and you want yeah. to. I mean, if you just watch the cutscenes, yeah, they will tell you everything you need to know. I mean, I will argue that it's more fun playing the actual game. Yeah, but if you do go to YouTube and watch all the cutscenes of Kingdom of all the games. Mm -hmm you're going to know what's happening. When I was yeah. playing Kingdom Hearts 3 for the first time, I was like trying to re-remember. I mean, there were times I was like, wait, oh yeah, now I remember. Okay. Yeah. Because it has been a bit of, it has been a while. Yeah. But I will say that there are times where Kingdom Hearts gets a little bit too ambitious. Yeah. Like you do have people who's like, oh wait, so Namine is Kairi's nobody, but Kairi doesn't really have nobody because her heart went inside Sora. And you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But then there's like moments that are actually really, I feel are really sweet and powerful. I.e. Mm -hmm. when Kyrie, in the very beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1, when the island is getting destroyed, mm -hmm. Kyrie turns over and the darkness almost has her mm -hmm. and she disappears into Sora and that's the moment her heart goes inside Sora's. Yeah. I think that's a really sweet moment because Riku at that point was already taken by the darkness. Yeah. He turned to the dark side of the force. Yeah. Because, you know, Riku's like, all four is like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. We're finally here. And Sora's like, no, dude, we got to get our girl. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, hello? Ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I will say that they're like when like when when Sora sacrifices himself and Kari brings him back, it's like power of love, man. I can. Yeah. It's Disney. Th at that point, when she turns him back from a heartless back into a person. Yeah. That's just Disney magic. 
Literally. We're and it's so effective. We're playing a video game where Beast is down in the basement roaming the halls. You have set you have six of the most famous Disney princesses along the along the walls. Mm-hmm. There's Disney magic in this shit. Yeah. Just roll with it. Yeah. So I would definitely, I mean, I wouldn't say there are parts of the story that are kind of like, huh? Because there are times where I'm, especially Xehanort, like, why Xehanort wants to do it? I'm kind of, huh? It, yeah, I mean, his reasoning yeah. is still like, fam, what? What? It, huh? It's like, but why do you want Kingdom Hearts? Like, when... In the first game, when it says Kingdom Hearts, like when Maleficent is feeding Riku that Kingdom Hearts is the heart of all worlds, untold wisdom, you can find all unlimited power there. Cool. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And then it's like, oh, but Kingdom Hearts is also a giant moon in the sky. It's like, but what is it? Yeah. Is it an actual place? Is it an actual kingdom? No. What is Kingdom Hearts exactly? It's a moon full of hearts, I guess. <laughs> it's the heart of all worlds, but how does that filter into what this guy? I don't freaking know. Listen, it, they they named it a thing, and then they had to make up the thing. Yeah, I, it, it, it's no secret that Nomura has been writing the story as the games have been coming out. Yes. It's no secret. Yes, I mean, honestly, when we had Zem, when, or, excuse me, Ansem in the first game, I thought that he was a badass villain. Like oh when yeah! Reveals himself and the sweet dulcet tones of Billy Zane. I'm still salty that he's not in the other games. I know. I agree. I mean, the guy they got is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, but every time I first play that game and he and when he first talks to Sora, I'm like, oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. That is something that's really funny about the entire Kingdom Hearts series is they have this spectacular cast of voice actors. And then there's the couple of characters that it's like, who, what, what is coming out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, like, <clears throat> like poor Aerith in a couple of the games. Oh, mm-hmm. But like, they get incredible casts. Like it, yeah. you can't, you can't deny Like it's so good. I still find it funny that Mandy Moore voiced Aerith in the first game, and then she comes back for the third one to voice. Or did she come back to voice Rapunzel in Kingdom Hearts three? Uh, I don't recall. I know Zachary Levi came back to voice Flynn. Yeah, I think so. I think that the I think that they're primarily the original casts, maybe except Frozen. No, the Fro- uh, Kristen or Kristen Bell and Dina Menzel voiced did them. They? Okay, yeah. then yeah. Then... I remember when I, was, I, I remember. I think. Many more didn't come back. I could be wrong, but I do remember not seeing her name in the credits, but I did see, because now that I'm older and I know who these voice actors are yeah. and I know who voiced certain Disney characters, like seeing Jody Benson um, voice Ariel. Did Jody Benson voice Ariel or is that Belle? Am I, am I mixing a match? Uh, Ariel is Sierra Bodges. Okay, so yeah, Jody Benson was Belle's voice. Yeah. Like seeing Jody Benson and hearing her voice in Kingdom Hearts 2 makes me happy. Because it's like, that's the same voice from the Disney film that I grew up loving as a child. Yeah. So, I was going somewhere with this. Shoot. That's what happens a lot lot in the show. You just start going and then you go, what was I talking about? No, it is. It's so exciting to hear the original voices come back and do things. But, I mean, just the cast that they get for the original characters, it's just, oh, 
they knock it out of the park. No, the biggest props to Haley Joel Osment. Oh my God, he's incredible. For still voicing Sora. And I can only assume he's going to voice Sora in four. Well, and can we talk about though, Vanitas? Yeah. Like, oh my God, that was great. This man is talented. Like to flip between such different sides of the same character. It's incredible. He's he's incredible. Oh man, when Venice finally reveals himself to Sora in Kingdom Hearts 3, and he's like, Why wouldn't I be? It's like, damn, he is giving his all in this. This is so good. Yeah. That was also a really fun fight. I, I will not lie, the Vanitas fight, and when you go to Castle Oblivion to unlock to wake up um Ventus, to make a Yes. That was like oh that, that pulled in my heartstrings a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I de- it definitely takes a minute to get to like the really good part of Kingdom Hearts 3, but like when they finally just like kind of start chucking the fan service at you, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm he- I'm here for it. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 now, shall we? Yes. So obviously, 13 plus years, we waited a very long time for it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I was like saying finally and saying Kingdom Hearts 3 when I was playing the game. It annoyed my girlfriend so she's like, shut up, I know. <sighs> yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I uh, definitely, obviously, like, pre-ordered at GameStop, went to get it the second I was able to have it in my hands. Definitely was, like, weeping in my car holding (laughs) this, like, limited edition Kingdom Hearts 3. I had to work when the game dropped, so I had her pick it up for me. Okay. Not the first time, because, like, when Smash Bros. came out the year a few years prior, Mm -hmm. I had to go to work. Then the game was pre-ordered, paid for, no problem. Yeah. But I called up the store and said, hey, if I give my girlfriend my receipt, Mm -hmm. can she pick up my copy? Because I'm going to be at work when you drop the game at nine o'clock. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. She does the same thing for Kingdom Hearts. Yes. I get home. I take my shower. I load it in. I take my shower. I come back. And it was a Monday during it was a Monday. So it was super tired. But Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I was up till the sun came up playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Because I will be damned if I wasn't going to get past the part where it says Kingdom Hearts 2.9. God damn it, Nomura. That made me so mad. I was like, are you kidding? Fam, come on. What if you leave Yen Sid's tower and you go to the Coliseum and it pops up and it says Kingdom Hearts 2.9. I'm sitting there going... Fuck you! You know at that point, Nomura was trolling so hard and he knew exactly what he was doing. Of course he did. Oh, I mean, yeah, not no. to say that that whole tutorial area was a really fun tutorial. Yeah, yeah it's I really mean, good. once again, it was a longer one, a la Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah. But it, I feel like it was much more coherent and it was much more action-packed. It's like, okay, this yeah. makes sense of how the, um, the series of events that lead up to the fight up in the Mount Olympus... Yeah. Like you show up, you see Hades, you're trying to do your thing, you're getting used to the terrain, which it looks absolutely stunning. Hades does his thing and it's like, oh, we're in the end of the movie. We're actually here now. Okay. Which I have to say, it is really fun having Olympus be and the Coliseum be part of basically all of the games and actually kind of getting to have that grow with the series. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. Yeah, I would... The, the first time I got to the Coliseum... I enjoy it, but Olympus Coliseum in Kingdom Hearts 2 or the Underworld as I was, it's probably, is it called the Underworld or is it still called Olympus Coliseum? I think it's called the Underworld. 
I don't know. I can't remember. Neither can I. But for the sake of argument, let's just call it the underworld. Yeah. Um, those I haven't really do- dove into the underworld cups, but I was super happy they came. Maybe they came back. Yeah, me too. And also that Sephiroth was a much more story interested character and a yeah. story side fight that wasn't just a he's there. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Now there's a story reason to fight him and also the final fight between him, Cloud, and UC Tifa in the background. It's like, although I would have liked to see more Tifa though, just to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I was on a very big Final Fantasy VII kick when two came out. So I was like, that was this was also the same time Advent Children came out. I yes. got a DVD. I was playing through Final Fantasy VII on my PS1. I was headfirst into Final Fantasy VII. And then we see Tifa. I'm like, yeah, Tifa's there. And then it's like, bring her back. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, I think, it's a long tutorial, but it's it feels more gratifying than some of the other tutorials for sure. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, so I also got it at, you know, like 9 p.m. when it dropped and then just like held it in my car and like cried. <laughs> and then I'm like, mm, am I gonna go to work tomorrow? <laughs> what if they just didn't? <laughs> and there was definitely so I beat it within the first week of having it and nice. I was exceedingly sleep deprived and I went to work sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sometimes I was like you know if I don't show up no one will know <laughs> yeah I didn't sleep a whole lot the week Kingdom Hearts 3 came out I was just like I don't care I need to play this game and I you know it has it has its quirks it has its things that, you know, we're all a little annoyed about. But, like, so help me God, I was literally just sobbing for a week straight. I'm like, I've waited 13 years for this game. Like, fuck you guys. I Like, leave me alone. I just want to play this game and cry. Okay, thanks. I I was also very sleep-deprived that week Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. Um, <laughs> I didn't miss work, unfortunately. Although there were many times I'm just like, I don't want to go. Yeah. And but it's I, my work is lame. I'm, if you recruit a certain amount of calls, then they're gonna bring the hammer down on you. But it was one of those things where every time I came home from work, I would shower at Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I when I had a weekend free, like the first weekend I had free, I made damn sure I wasn't gonna do anything else. Yep. That weekend. Maybe the podcast, but the the days leading up to it, King I'm Hearts. on my cop, I'm in my room on my beanbag chair playing Kingdom Hearts. And when she would come home, she's like, did you do chores? No. Did you do anything productive? No. Did you play Kingdom Hearts all day? Yeah. Don't judge me. Like, you don't understand. We've been waiting 13 years. 13 years. And I will say, I mean, the gameplay, I absolutely love. There's some story bits I'm not the biggest fan of. I mean, yeah. spoiler alert for Kingdom Hearts 3, for a game has been out for a few years. But when, so- like, when Kyrie dies, I was pissed. <sighs> Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, oh hell no. We're we're going, we're we're throwing down. But then of course, like when they all die the first time, it's like, what? Okay, have you read the Sleeping Worlds theory? No, I have not. Okay. So for anyone who's a Kingdom Hearts fan who is like diehard and cool with theories, I'll have to send this to you. There is this like really, really, really long in-depth Google Doc. That is called it's the it's either the sleeping worlds theory or the sleeping realms theory. And it's this whole theory that in that moment, that first time when everyone dies, that they all like 
go into a sleeping realm and it's like all because we know this exists from dream drop that like it's all not real and it's this absurd like in-depth i mean i cannot tell you how in-depth this document is is mind-blowing and it's so good that you can like almost not not believe it it's kind of like this makes too much sense like I'll have to send it to you because if you've got the time, it's very much worth a read. It's really, it's a really fun thing to dig into as a Kingdom Hearts fan. Yeah, I'll tell, I haven't heard the theory, but that kind of, I mean, this once again, at this point in time with all the crazy shit that Kingdom Hearts has gone through, it I would not put it past them. I mean, with Kingdom Hearts four, we see that when I I wasn't expecting Kingdom Hearts four until much later. To be oh my god, honest. I was sobbing watching that trailer too. I'm like, for real? Wait, we're I mean, gonna, uh, like, there's not going to be another like dream drop or birth. But like, you are we actually going straight from three to four? What? What is this I, world? Like, there's no I, way. I know, I know, right? So it's one of those things. It's like, hold up, did he just seriously? We're this soon? Because yeah. let's be real, between Square Enix games, yeah, um, between announcement and release, unfortunately, Kingdom Hearts three being an outlier here. It's been a long time. Like they announced it a long time ago and then finally into production, but it was, yeah, 13 years since the release of Kingdom Hearts 2, a bunch of games in the middle, and then finally three. Yeah. But even still, Dream Drop was the last one, if we don't count like Fragmentary <laughs> Passage, Dream Drop was the last one before three, and that was in 2013. So yeah. even still, it's a long time. Yeah, that was 2013, 2019. That was yeah, six years. Six years. I couldn't do math for a second. <laughs> Yeah, it's a you, long time. Between yeah, and then you look at other games in Square Enix's repertoire that have had very long production times, i.e. Final Fantasy 15. Right. I mean, that one's an entire story in and of itself. Yeah, that was just development hell. <laughs> yeah. But actually, I'm kind of glad with the product we got because I really enjoy that game. Oh, yeah. I, re- I mean, product placement aside, I still really enjoy that game. Yeah, totally fair. But with Kingdom Hearts 3, it was still, it's like, finally... And now we're getting four this soon, and people are already speculating that Sora is in like an afterlife or something. Because oh, Sora after- straight up dead. Sora, yeah, Sora straight up dies at the end of three. Yeah, because <laughs> he fades away. Him and Kyrie are on the they're on the palm tree sharing a palpu fruit, and he fades away. And I'm over here almost crying because I'm like, let them be happy, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's straight up dead. Yeah. Um, see, okay, so here's my minor annoyance that i'm hoping that they're just trying to like misdirect us right now because i'm like listen twee is in kingdom hearts it is canon in kingdom hearts now like those worlds are connected mm-hmm. so Sora again spoilers for like the secret ending Sora's fucking dead where does he wake up hmm she was crossing at the 104 building bitch is in the reapers game he is dead as hell <laughs> like no one can tell me different. And now they're trying to be like, oh, Quadratum is totally not really, it's not Tweewee. I'm like, it is. Like, no, I'm sorry. It is. And you just need to do that. Like, you need to do that. <laughs> and for clarification, Tweewee is the world ends with you, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just double checking. Because when you said Tweewee, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, the world ends with you. Yeah, because like, they are, also spoilers for Tweewee, if y'all don't know, like, they're all dead. So like, He's dead. <laughs> he wakes up in Shibuya Crossing. He's dead. So I'm very curious because he, he keeps saying like, it's not the same Shibuya. It's not the same Shibuya as World Ends With You. It's not. And I'm like, you better be misdirecting because like, if you're not going to do this, I'm 
gonna be so mad. <laughs> I mean, Verum right in the in the so once again, I don't have the DLC. Yeah. But in the ending, like the secret ending, you know, because you do a bunch of stuff, you get the secret ending. Because this mm-hmm. is, I always have to do it when I play Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Do you know how happy I was when I saw the secret ending for Kingdom Hearts Two? Or like I was playing Kingdom Hearts Two, but then I was like, "Is that for three? Because you mm-hmm. see three Keyblades, you see three Night Dudes. This is cool." And then it's Aqua Terra. And just I'm like, "Well, okay, this is neat." And then it's like, "Oh, this is oh oh, damn it." Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You, see, you see Verum Rex, mm-hmm. which I will not lie, I want to play that game. I mean, let's be real. Verum Rex is Nomura being salty about verse thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I can and see that. I'm okay with that because it's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and now they're like, Verum Rex is like also real. Like that's heavily implied in that secret ending in the DLC. Isn't Verum Rex also a, a boss fight yes. in the DLC? Yeah, Yozora is the final boss fight of the DLC. Yeah. What? Like, what? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we're going into three, we're going into four with some very interesting things because like, Kyrie is question mark. I don't know, probably fine and just chilling on Destiny Islands, I guess. But Riku and Sora are clearly in two different versions of Tokyo or Quadratum or whatever they're going to call it. Sora is definitely dead, like mm-hmm. 100% dead. Obviously, because we see Strelitzia show up, who is extremely dead. She's uh, in the world ends with you, right? No, she's from Union Cross. Oh, okay. That's like my, we never even talked about Union Cross. We that's didn't talk the, about Union Cross. That's the one outlier that I haven't touched. Okay. Was so highly, highly, highly recommend watching <clears throat> the story of Union Cross because it's actually very good. It's very irritating to me that it will sort of probably forever live in that mobile game format. There is the movie that's in the... Final the 2.8, one, yeah. mm-hmm, which is helpful, but it's not the whole story because the whole story hadn't been finished until pretty recently. And there's so much of it that's so interesting. That's like, it adds so much depth to the history of things and to the history of a lot of characters as well because like Marluxia, Larxene, um, I think there's a couple of others, but specifically Marluxia and Larxene, they're in the keyblade war like they they came from that period of time there's somebody in the keyblade war and also like people say that ventus like yes ventus ventus ancestor is there as well and no, ventus is there yeah, ventus like, himself ventus. is there not his ancestor literally him oh, oh even even worse yeah because <laughs> yeah. like, apparently people because i haven't seen the movie because once again the mobile game like when the first mobile game came out i thought okay this is just a mobile gotcha game I mean, I should have known at this point that Nomura was going to throw big story stuff in there, yep. but I figured I could probably read up on it on the wiki. I could this because it was like pre pre prequel, yeah. like Birth by Sleep, ten years before Kingdom Hearts one. I can dig that. Yeah, Union Cross is maybe hundreds, if not thousands, of years before, um, before Kingdom Hearts, before Birth by Sleep, even. Yeah, that one, I'm like. I could probably let that one go because all I know is like it's just a grand keyblade war, shit went bad, and okay, we got the masters masters. So that's where the organization found their stupid coat. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say stupid, I want one. I would kill for a thirteen coat. That's so freaking cool. Well, you know, they also they also explain, I think this gets missed a lot, that the coats 
Specifically, they're made of a material that protects you from the realm of darkness, which is why they wear them. Because when they're just like oh. hopping through the portals, it protects them. Oh, That's why Riku and Mickey wear them when they're like hopping through the realm of darkness. And here I am thinking that they're just doing it to look cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool too. But yeah, mm -hmm. it's specifically made of material that protects you from the realm of darkness. Yeah. But I definitely have to look up Union Cross because let's talk about that ending in uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3. Fucking oh, yeah. Zigbar! What? Hi! What? No! <laughs> it's I'm actually like, Lushu! <laughs> so he reaches his hand, the master of Master's Keyblades with the freaking evil of, of that Keyblade is evil as shit. I don't yeah. care what universe you're from. I don't care how you're trying to say you are lawful, lawful mm -hmm. evil. No, that is an evil ass looking keyblade. Uh -huh. People say, but Mickey's keyblade is a keyblade of darkness. It's just a reverse color swap keyblade. If yeah. there is a true keyblade of darkness, that shit is it. Yeah, it's it's definitely the unnamed keyblade. It's got the freaking eyeball and all that crazy looking shit. And then he's like, here's my black box. And oh, there's a story for you. I'm like, what is happening? If, if they don't tell us what's in the goddamn box and tell us his story, I'm going to be livid. And so is every other Kingdom Hearts fan. And then you got Maleficent with Pete chill on the side, who I completely forgot there in the game past Olympus. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, BT dubs. The one time Kingdom Hearts really, okay, it didn't get me mad, mad, but I was pissed is when at, during Kingdom Hearts 2, uh -huh. Diablo, Maleficent's Raven, that's uh -huh. his name. Look him up. Look, not for you, but to everyone else listening slash watching, Maleficent's Raven's name is Diablo. Look it up. Flies in with the coat and she just magically comes back to life. Uh -huh. I'm sitting there going, No, you're dead. I killed you. Mm -hmm. I killed you in dragon form, which is, I would ar still argue, the dragon form Maleficent. Hardest non so hard. boss fight in Kingdom Hearts. Agreed. But so satisfying. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Especially God. When you spam Tinkerbell. <laughs> I got stuck on that fight for so long the very first time I played the game. And that was another one. It took me, I mean, it took me days to beat that when I was a kid. Played through it on proud mode this last time. Beat it first try. I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> what I, I know, I don't know if hardcore Kingdom Hearts players would call this cheating, but when I, when I finally get her, mm -hmm. I put Tinkerbell as my only summon. Mm -hmm. I abused Tinkerbell so much in Kingdom Hearts One when I play, like the final boss fight. I always have her on, like yeah. every chance I can get when I summon her in, she's in, and because. Cause she constantly heals you. When I fight Dragon mm -hmm. Maleficent, first thing I do, heal Tank. summon Tinkerbell so I can have a heal and a safety net in case I mess up hard. Yeah. Cause that's invaluable. I mean that they way, give they give her to you. It's not cheating. Exactly. And also that way I have a I don't have to waste my own HP to use Cura. I have mm -hmm. someone to constantly heal me and I can just keep my eye on if I do need to use Cura. And yeah. also I don't have to give any goddamn potions to fucking Donald because he wastes them all the goddamn time. That's why you're not in Smash, you idiot. Yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Donald. No, yeah. see, the running joke now is that Donald is useless because he was saving up all of his magic for the one moment where he's useful in Kingdom Hearts 3. The Zeta Flare? Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say that's a really cool move. I'm not going to It's a lie. very redeeming moment for Donald. It is. I mean, even though I I, I will crack jokes on Donald, but oh, yeah. if he wasn't in the game, I'd be heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, having both him and Goofy in the game is like, you have Sora, it's Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Yeah. Even though it should be Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, but Sora, Donald, and Goofy, that's the trio. Those are the guys mm -hmm. you fight through thick and thin. And it is like, once, 
like when Goofy dies in two. Yeah. I was yeah. like, no, they can't do this. Not to Goofy. I know. I was like, you did not just kill mom like that. And I have a really soft spot in my heart for Goofy. Goofy movies are one of my favorite films of all time. Yes. Oh, man. People talk about putting Goofy <laughs> movies stuff into Kingdom Hearts all the time. Like, that would be fun. I don't think well, they'll ever do it, but that would be I fun. Mean, I mean, listen, I'm just glad you know I see eye to eye on this. Mm-hmm. You totally... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I was like, oh my God, did it seriously go over your head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. It's it's okay. I'll make you stand out later. Damn it. I have a uh, concert t-shirt and every time I wear that to Disneyland, someone, some cast member always says it and I just, and I roll with it. That's awesome. I freaking, I would watch the movie just to get to that song. And the one day my parents bought the soundtrack, put it into the car, and both my brother and I perked up and go, Goofy movie! Yes! It's been so long since I've seen it, but it's such a good movie. <laughs> it is fantastic. But yeah, when Goofy gets hit, it's like, no! Yeah. Like, even like, when Mickey does all the cool anime thing of taking the robe off and revealing the costume underneath, it's like, get some! It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. So there's one more thing I got to ask you. Okay. What was your initial reaction on that fateful October morning when so many Kingdom Hearts fans cried out in joy that Sora received his Smash Brothers invitation? It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, we've been asking, begging forever. We're just like, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And here we are. Here we are. I it's very cry. exciting. I, I was up very late the night before I was working on some articles and I saw, cause I knew it was going to be at like 7am Pacific. Mm-hmm. And it was like 5am when I finally went to bed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, don't my sleep schedule sucks, especially when I especially when I come home from work to go back to do more work. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? No, I'm tired. I'll just when I wake up in the afternoon, I won't go to Twitter. I won't check my socials. I'll go straight to YouTube, mm-hmm. which is what I did. And the thumbnail spoiled it for me. No, YouTube, why? It was the I punched in Sakurai Presents and it was the thumbnail with Sora. And I'm like, what? Instantly woke up. I mean, I was groggy. My alarms were going off. I was finally turning them off. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll. Mm-hmm. Like, instant shot of adrenaline. I watched the whole thing. I was like, they did it. They, they did finally it. did it. Because I, leading up to that point, talk to my friends, talk to my co-hosts. I told them in my heart, yeah. pun not slash totally intended, I want Sora. Yeah. But my brain is telling me it's going to be Crash. It's going to be Spyro. It's going to be some other big video game character who I can't think of. Mm-hmm. Which I would have not, I was not going to be upset. Yeah. If it wasn't going to be Sora. What's the point of of the, like the one character? I have a bunch of characters in Smash already. I freaked out when Sonic joined the roster in Brawl. Yeah. When Mega Man was a character in 3DS Wii U, mm-hmm. I was ecstatic. And then, of course, Cloud shows up and it's even better. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so yeah, it was oh, it's I, so cool. It's so you, cool to have that. Did a friend of yours text you, or did you find out on your own? I don't remember. See, I I have much more. Probably honestly, probably my friend Sky texts me because they are also like the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan that has ever lived. If you can't tell by the name that their name is Sky, <laughs> which is their chosen name. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's also part of the reason I have such fond memories of Birth by Sleep, is they were my college roommate. And when Birth by Sleep came out, we were like little gremlins. We like played the the <laughs> Uh, you know, the multiplayer stuff together. We did not sleep. We did not sleep that week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I feel like I saw Sky's posts about it. But then uh, the the big one for me was when the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer dropped. And I knew the event was happening and I, I was at work and I was like, I'll, I'll watch it after. Like, it'll be okay. And multiple people text me, holy shit, the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4. Holy shit, the trailer for Kingdom Hearts 4. And I was like, you're trolling me. I didn't believe them. I was like, there's no way you're trolling me. Like you're just, you're trying to get a rise out of me. This isn't real. And they're like, watch it, dipshit. Like they, we're not joking. And I'm like, what? What? It's real. <laughs> huh? It's huh? real. And especially because I do have the the knowledge from Union Cross, like seeing Strelizia walk into that room, I like almost peed myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. You were you were just on another level. I know when, after I saw the smash announcement and the Sakurai presents in the full trailer and just like I screenshotted and I, or someone posted a screenshot of Sora shaking Mario's hand. I saved yes. that because I'm like, there's no way in hell. I also say the Sora finally arrives screenshot. Um, I finally went to my text messages. Mm-hmm. My co-hosts on the fake nerd podcast. They're like, Ben is going to be so happy when he wakes up. And some of them were even texting me. He's like, dude, you're going to be so happy when you wake up. This is going to be. And then when, when the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer dropped, the same thing happened. They're like, man, when Ben wakes up, he is going to be ecstatic. Yes. And then I jump into our group tech, our, our group chat and I go, because ah! I was expecting a wait for yeah. four. Oh my God. Yeah. I think we all were. I mean, Game development's hard. Yeah. Every single triple A, double A, even indie games, video game developing and coding and creating a video game is hard. hard with a capital H. Yeah. And it's so much work. You need a huge team. Like, yeah. Like when Kingdom Hearts 3 was delayed from 2018 to 2019, I mean, my friends were giving me shit because I was very adamant, like, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then they pushed it from December to January. At that point in time, I'm like, I've waited how many years for this? I can wait a month. Yeah. And honestly, when stuff like that yeah. happens, like now, I'm just like, honestly, good. Yeah. Because I want a good finished game. If it takes longer for it to be the best it can be, take the time. Because I don't want another situation where they're like rushing to release something. I don't know, like Sonic Boom. And it's unplayable and broken. You know? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I never played Sonic Boom, but I do remember nightmares from from my friends who told me who played Sonic 06. Mm-hmm. That, those are the dark times. Yeah, just but broken. I, yeah, and because we don't want, especially in today's day and age. Now, even though 06 Twitter was still a thing, but it wasn't mm-hmm. as viable a thing as it is yeah. now. Yeah, you put out something that's quantifiably broken. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Cyberpunk. You're the you're the most current example to this day and age. 
You put out something like Cyberpunk that got completely flamed. Yeah. Both in reviews, online. It was a broken mess. Same mm-hmm. with Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. A game that was broken, flamed, and people putting out. I mean, eventually they could create new products. Yeah. But with Bethesda and Cyberpunk, these were arguably AAA publishers mm-hmm. who should know what they're doing. I will give a pass to No Man's Sky because that's a small indie team. Yeah. And they eventually... And they fixed it. Yeah. It was... With No Man's Sky, you have a... With No Man's Sky, you have a a perfect storm of hype and overpromises. Yes. It's like they know what they knew what they could do was possible. It just wasn't possible at the release window. But then once the money got involved and, you know, people who give you money expect something like, you know, now. Mm Mm-hmm. So there they go, oh shit. But then when they finally release it, you know, people were angry about it and they're like, how come they're not answering? The best move for them was mm-hmm. to say, don't talk, just work. Yep. And then when they had something finished, here's what we got. Yeah. Oh, this is better. Yeah. Don't talk, just work. Yeah. And we finished something else. Here you go. Oh, this makes it even more better. Next thing you know, it went from one of the worst games I've possibly ever made to one of the most beloved, and it's still doing great today. Yeah. That's honestly, I think one of the few success stories in that situation that like they released a game that was overhyped and overpromised and they were like, we can and we will fix it. And they did. Yes. Whereas like so many other games you come, they've got a day one patch and it's still broken as hell. And it's just like, it's not okay. Bye. Yeah, I, I know the internet, and uh, I'm, even me personally, I'm tired of picking on Fallout 76 because that, as far as I know, I've never played it. I'm, I'm not much of a Fallout guy. Yeah, me neither. I've heard Fallout 76 got a lot better, and it's much, and it's really good now. Great. That's good to hear. I'm still not going to play it. <laughs> Same, yeah. Um, Cyberpunk also, it's gotten a lot better. I can only assume it's good. It's great on the PS5. I would probably like to play it on the PS5. I have one downstairs. But Elden Ring is taking up all my time right now. And also, I just got Shredder's Revenge. So we're stuck there. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, like a JRPG whore. So I'm like, eh, not interested. I mean, to be perfectly honest, the next game I want to get from a PS5 is Tales of Arise. Because that's going to be my first Tales game. And I've never played <gasps> one. Oh, I think you'll love it. I, I haven't played Arise yet. It's next on my list. But I've played other Tales games. And they're really good. But also, my backlog is still staring at me. And with like a knife-like about to shiv me the second i turn around so also same i understand i've heard nothing but wonderful things about arise though both from longtime tales fans and from people who this is their first tales game so i think you'll really enjoy it yeah and i mean i love jrpgs bandai namco right now they've been knocking out i know it's a different team obviously they're just a publisher and developer is from software yeah but i like me some anime some anime jrpg goodness i mean one of my favorite games on the ps2 is uh star ocean um yes uh star what the frack is it called oh i can't remember the, title. the end of time that one yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was like what i love that game it's like it's not second story it's not the other one what the hell's and till the end of time yeah <coughs> excuse me yeah whatever happened to that series is that just like over and done with oh nope still going but the last game wasn't the best um they have a few remakes. Uh, Star Ocean R is a remake of the first one. Hmm. But I know, I think it's kind of like, eh. it's yeah. like some, if you're a fan of the series, you're going to enjoy it. But if you're not, it's kind of whatever. That's but the one game that's kind of my white whale is Star Ocean Second Story for the PS1. Okay. That one 
I've been told, and every time I see it in a, in a secondhand game store, CIB, it is stupid expensive. It's like in the $100 or $200 range, give or take. I could be wow. wrong. but It's been a – let me look it up. I'll look up a price chart real quick. But, um, yeah, it is it, – I've been told that it's like one of the best Star Ocean games ever made. Till the end of time is really good. I, I mean, I really enjoy it, but you know, yeah. it still has a few JRPG problems with it. Yeah. I was just staring at my phone. I was like, where was I going to go? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what am I looking up? Oh, right. Expensive, overpriced use games. Yeah, I know, right? Let's see. I know, this is such great audio. Star Ocean. There you go. Star Ocean, the second story for, oh, okay. I was lying. It's actually, okay, so complete is only $54. Oh, all right. That's not the worst. Yeah, brand spanking new is 300 and that's sealed. And I don't need a sealed copy. I just need, yeah, who cares? okay, so that's actually not that bad. Hmm. All right. I, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. Never mind. Okay. Price is averted. There you go. Well, yeah, so. We're, we're, it's, we're over two hours now, so now we're going to start winding down, but Alyssa, with Kingdom Hearts being a cornerstone, was, when we, we earlier we talked about playing Final Fantasy X because of Kingdom Hearts, did Kingdom Hearts also open you up to other worlds in or other games in the JRPG genre, or? I think or, probably, like, indirectly, definitely, because, like, I mean, I, I can't remember. Like, I'm a huge anime fan, too. I'm like, hello. I'm the most nerd of every nerd. And I don't, I also don't have super strong memories of my, like, gateway into that either. But so mm -hmm. I, I think I've always just had this affinity towards the Japanese style of things. And I was actually just talking about this last night. I'm like, American games just like aren't the most interesting to me. And then I see all the JRPGs and I'm like, oh, bright colors, anime characters. I love this. Is it good? I don't know. Can I hit things with a sword and look at like pretty characters? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I think that definitely is has some part of it for sure. Yeah, I would definitely say the because I love anime action RPGs. I love fantasy RPGs. I haven't gotten much into the sci fi, even though Star Ocean is a sci fi. Yeah. But I do agree. You got the bright colors. You got the snazzy attacks. And also for me and probably for a few others, I'm sorry, Internet, but you got my I got the waifus. Same. So many gorgeous waifus. I cannot tell you how many times I'm playing. I was playing Fire Emblem Three Houses and I were recruiting girls to my team just because mm -hmm. it's like they're pretty. And then the more I was playing the game, it's like I need to save them because I don't want them to get hurt. I mean, my response to I need all the waifus is. Genshin Impact. <laughs> oh, I have stayed far, far, far away from Genshin Impact, but I completely understand what you mean. I have played Genshin Impact almost every single day since it has been released. Ooh. <laughs> I have a problem. It, I don't say you have a problem. You just know what you like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen people cosplay the Genshin Impact characters, and I see the character models. They are some really good-looking characters, let of me course. tell you. Honestly, that game is so much better than it has any right to be i'm like it's free how is it this good like what it yeah i don't know that game kind of blows my mind it's like the music is incredible honestly the world is stunning the gameplay is really good the voice acting the cast that they get for that game it's like stupid they're so they're so amazing yeah i've heard nothing but good things 
Uh, the only negative I've heard about it is that, you know, microtransactions, buying characters and all that stuff. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you, you know, you have to put money into, into the game, but it's mostly, I don't know if it's for cosmetic reasons or I don't know what it is exactly, Yeah. but also I'm scared to play Genshin Impact because the same thing, I need all the waifus. Yeah, the thing is, if you have the time to just, like, get into it and get into the rhythm of, like, playing it every day, then once you've, like, gotten through the main chunks of plot, it's not that time-consuming. If you play every day, you don't... I mean, first of all, you don't have to spend money at all. Like, you actually do not have to spend money to fully experience and enjoy the game. That, like, that is a myth. You do, if you want all the waifus, probably have to spend some money. But again, if you literally play, like, religiously every day you will you have a pretty good chance of just like getting most of them without having to spend much money if any at all that's that's good yeah all right that's a that's a nice little uh genshin impact psa for you that's, that's my listen i really like genshin okay thanks so, someone well, sponsor me thank you no. mihoyo sponsor me <laughs> i mean shit if you want to sponsor me and measure me stream as a first timer i'm not gonna say no to that Mihoyo, sponsor us! <laughs> Give me a great way to start playing the game to get me away from Elden Ring, because that's probably what I'm going to do when I get when we're done with you, when we're done with this. That's fair. Or finally punch, punch a melody of, of memory. Because that's another game. I got that game for on sale from Amazon for like 10 bucks. Oh, and good. originally I wasn't gonna get the game. And then I saw the trailer for it. I was like, oh cool, rhythm games. It's got the music. We haven't really talked a lot about the music of Kingdom Hearts. Music is absolutely gorgeous, it's stunning. It's incredible. I mean, I, come on, every time I hear simple, I mean, I have told my girlfriend, I know what's like when we have decided when we get married. Yeah, I actually told her this I'm like, look, I know it's your wedding. I know it's the, it's all rules by you. But just consider walking down the aisle to this and I play oh. Dearly Beloved. <gasps> yes. Like if yes. she were to walk down the aisle to Dearly Beloved from Kingdom Hearts 2, I would freaking lose my mind. Mm-hmm. The tears would start before the before the, not the priest, whoever the officiant is, is gonna start talking. Yeah, no, Yoko Shimomura is incredible. <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned, she can do no wrong. She's such she's so brilliant, and of course, Utada Hikaru with the the opening and ending themes, like mm-hmm. it's a perfect combination. It's so like, good. It's not a Kingdom Hearts game without them. Nope. And I cannot wait to see what Utada has in store for four. I can't wait to hear what's going to happen for um, Dearly Beloved in 4. Because I love how every single Kingdom Hearts game yeah. has a different rendition of Dearly Beloved. Mm-hmm. I want to say my favorite one is either Dream Drop or 2. Yeah. I mean, the first one always, is, that's the first one that gets to your yeah. heartstrings. But then the more you listen to it, it's like, man, they did a really good job with 2. Yeah. Like the every time I boot the game, it goes do, 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 do. It's like, ooh. Oh, so getting good. me in the it's like, oh man, getting me in the feels already, Disney Square. Come on now. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, also, Disney, put more Kingdom Hearts merch in Disneyland, please. Please. Can we just have Kingdom Hearts World, please? Please. I mean, Kingdom Hearts World is Disney World. Just shh. I want Twilight <laughs> Town. I'm sorry. Give me I'm Twilight sorry. Town. Give me Traverse Town. Give I mean, me... if you go down Buena Vista Street in DCA, that's kind of like Twilight Town. You yeah, got the you gotta, you gotta give us the merch, though. We gotta have the merch to believe <clears> it. Oh, yeah. So the story I told you earlier, before we started recording this, oh, about yeah. how I was trying to find a Keyblade back in 2002 when the game first came out. 
So uh, I drove my mother 100 mile radius to Toys R Us's Target, Kmart, calling the toy departments. They didn't have it. And the reason why I was consistently doing this is because there's one kid in my class who swore he had it, but never just, but never showed me photographic evidence that it existed. Liar. Yeah, you know, sus, sus all the way. Uh huh. And one day we finally, like, Disneyland was always a huge trip for my family. I mean, we weren't poor, but it was definitely one of those trips that we had to, my brother and I had to beg and plead with our parents to go. And then when we finally did, we had to be on our best behavior because if we screwed this up, we would be going home. You're never going to get a Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you're never going to go back. So we go to Disneyland. And on our way to Disneyland, I think to myself, okay, if any place is going to have a Keyblade. It's here. Disneyland. Not a single person knew what I was talking about. So upsetting. I think maybe one person knew what Kingdom Hearts was. But they said, oh, yeah, we don't have any Keyblades. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any key? We're going, like, through the gift shop on Main Street. When it was there, the heraldy shop behind the castle that actually sold swords from different franchises, mind you, i.e. the Lord of the Rings. Wow. Yeah, but it's gone now. But back in the day, they had it because it was half um, it was half a sword shop, half heraldy shop where you can look up your names, like your last name and find your family tree. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was because of that. I think I'm part British because I looked up my mom's my mom's side of the family. Her, na- her name was in the book. I go to see, ask to see the, the coat of arms. They showed it to me. It said England. And the whole rest of the day, I was talking in a British accent to annoy my friends. That's incredible. And then I get home. I tell my parents, like, hey, did you know we're part English? They look at me and go, what? They didn't know? I, well, I tell them the reasoning why. And they're like, well, Maybe. That's funny. I mean, we know we're mostly German and Scandinavian because, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, all that stuff. Yeah, that's but fair. still part British. That's like, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't have it. World of Disney didn't have it. And as a um, consolation prize, my parents did buy me a toy sword. Nice. They had like a toy wizard sword that was like a crystalline sort of blade. Ooh. So because my dad felt bad. Because he knew, like, we were having a great day at Disneyland, but every time I can, like, sneak into a shop, I would go ask for it. Even if we were in somewhere like Frontierland where they shouldn't have it. Yeah, you're like, do you know? Do you have the information? He's like, do you, is this real? Do you have it? And they're like, oh, we don't know. I'm sorry. Our, yeah. our toy weapons are over there, and they're all guns and bows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frontierland stuff. Yeah. Maybe Fantasyland. It's like, I checked Fantasyland already. They said no. Yeah. It's like, well, maybe Main Street. I checked Main Street on the way in. They said no. No. Yeah. Maybe the maybe World Disney did better. <laughs> and they didn't. And they didn't. But it was all in all, when I finally got my Keyblade, yeah, I was a very happy boy. And then I go to Spirit and I got mad. And then um my girlfriend bought me the pumpkin head and I bought the Oblivion because nice. it was the last because I didn't know how much longer they were gonna have it. And I'm like, I need this in my life. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, when I found all of these ones, I was like, boy, isn't it fun to have adult money? (laughs) I moved into this house and I was like, it's a tax deduction. It's for my streaming setup. Buys all the Keyblades. (laughs) (laughs) I can actually, you know what made me really mad? Hmm. I went to Best Buy on Black Friday the year Kingdom, like in the months Kingdom Hearts 3 was going to come out. Mm Mm-hmm. I walk in the Best Best Buy. There's a freaking Keyblade, officially licensed Keyblade, not from Spirit. It has like a foam thing, so you can like you know whack people with it. And it doesn't hurt them mm-hmm. fully. Mm-hmm. With like the 
detachable keychain and everything. Rude. And I was like, I want this. And then my girlfriend's like, but you have the wooden one already. He's like, yeah, but this is like the official one. Yeah. And I also lamented about how 12 year old me was screaming because I have been looking for that for how many years at yeah. this point in time? Yeah, too long. Yeah, way too long. But now we live in a world where finding a Keyblade, thankfully, you don't have to drive 100 miles. No, you can order to- them on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> you can find. Oh, God, we had a hard time. So, one more story. I'm sorry. If you want me to stop the stories, let me know. You're good. Last Halloween, she and I dressed up as Sora and Kyrie. Yes. Um, and we ordered her a um. It, the, all these photos are on my Instagram. So if you guys want, to, so whoever's listening slash watching, Ben Magnet twenty seven on Instagram. You got to scroll a few months, but it's Halloween, and you know it's me because I have Sora's little pumpkin thing on my head from Halloween. Oh now, yes, uh huh. And a homemade Smash Bros. invitation. Called it. Yep. Freaking called it. Oh, no. This was after the the announcement. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. But um, we were trying to find Kyrie's Keyblade for my girlfriend. So, you know, it was her prop. Right. So we buy it on Amazon. It shows up, but the paint is, it's a very poor quality Keyblade. I mean, yeah. they're, the ones from Spirit were good, but this is from a different company. I mean, okay. it was officially licensed, which is good. But like chip, the, the paint was chipped. It was, it just looked horrible. So we return it. Yeah. We didn't get the, the second, we were waiting for a second one. We get sent the wrong item. Of course. So now I'm on the phone. I'm trying to get in touch with Amazon and be like, yo, I never got my order. Where is it? We need it. Cause our party's tomorrow. It's like, don't worry. It'll be there the day of. Okay. What time? between four and eight o'clock in no. the morning right and it's like uh, it shows up at the literal twilight at the literal 11th hour oh before God. we're walking out the door to leave we checked we checked our outside on our patio there's this there's a box thankfully it's not a big ass box because first time it was a super huge box hmm. a little smaller poly bag better condition some shape was some paint was still chipped off, but we figured, F it, we gotta it's go. Like, yeah. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all are adorable. I definitely just found that picture. <laughs> I was Thank like, you. I gotta see it, I gotta see it. Yeah. So and also cute. good uh, cosplay ideas for when we go back to cons. I miss cons so much. I wanted to go to WonderCon, but things came up I wasn't able to go. Yeah. I wanna go. And then MA Expo is coming up at the time of this recording. And then it's like, and then it's like, I feel like it's mocking me because I could go, but I shouldn't go because I'm going to Europe at the end of the July. And I need yeah. to save money for that. Yeah. Because Lord knows if I go to, because I had never been to Anime Expo before. And Lord knows if I go to MA Expo, your boys come back with debt. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> Just Yes. It's like, what'd you get at Maxwell? Well, I got a bunch of manga. I got some waifu figures. Oh, so fun uh, debt. But also I got this. What was that middle part? Waifu Nothing. figures? Yeah, see, my my lament about cons is that the last con I went to before the pandemic, I was working. I, I was uh, part of RTX with a friend mm-hmm. of mine who's a game dev. And so Wait, I was working. Richie? Yeah. Oh, nice. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so my, my, fr- one of my friends had an indie booth 
for his game. And so I was working with him. I was his booth babe. And I cosplayed the main character of his game and was like, nerds, come here. Aren't you so excited? A woman is talking to you. And they were like, oh, my God. And we were like, great. Let us sell you our game. Uh, <laughs> but once you've been on the inside, it's so hard to go back. I'm like, wait, I don't want to be the normies. I want my special badge that lets me go to the industry parties and like hang out with all the cool kids. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I've been spoiled. Oh, no. I, I will say, I mean, I haven't been invited to any industry parties yet but i will say and thanks to doing with this podcast fake nerds and now with all my right with all me game publishing magazine and writing for magazines yeah i got a better shot of getting those special privilege badges heck yeah and also a better shot of getting press badges because i know a convention is coming up in portland oregon that i'm planning to go to with a buddy of mine and i'm going to try and get us some uh free passes for that because you know press badges get to go in for free Heck yeah. Like we're technically working. Mm-hmm. Wink. Yep. I love that. And also we're going to spend like a whole bunch of money because that's after my Europe trip. And I know once I come back, I'm going to try and save up as much as I could, not just for the plane flight, but also because it's a retro video game convention and your boy got to do some hunting. Oh yeah. Probably for the world ends with you. If I could find it for under hundred bucks. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this is now the the longest episode we've ever done for Posme. So Oops. we're gonna like Kingdom Hearts. We're gonna finally somewhat wrap it up. But Alyssa, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for on. having me. Anytime, seriously. I tell us to open invite. You want to come on? You just hit me up. You're more than welcome to come back on and talk. I don't. It could be about it could be about Kingdom Hearts. Could be about something different. Who knows? I love it. I love being on podcasts. So I'm always like, yes, more podcasts. Yeah. So Alyssa, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet at Divatron9000 on basically everything. Uh, on I stream on Twitch. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. If you're interested in my opera shenanigans, uh, most of my social media is merged for better or worse. But uh, you can check out my website, AlyssaRocca.com, or my opera company's website, ParadoxOpera.org, which is freshly launched. It's real spicy. I'm very excited about it because I'm a lunatic. Brief anecdote. And I started an opera company during the pandemic because I didn't have anything better to do. We are a real registered 501c3. Our first production is coming up in July, Ooh. which is like right now. Oh my God. So if you're interested in, in that at all and want more information, paradoxopera.org and also at Paradox Opera on literally all socials. Uh, I think that's all the places that I exist. <laughs> and also, I'm going to plug your episode on the Lack of Genius podcast. I want to say that was episode 40, no, 30. Shoot. I can all find right. it. If you just go, <laughs> if you find the Lack of Genius podcast on anywhere you listen to a podcast, just, just scroll down a little bit. It's up in like the 30s and early 40s episode numbers. Then you'll see it because it has opera with Alyssa. It'll have her name on it. It's right there. It's like two episodes before my Mario one. It is episode 41. Oh, I was right. Yes. I mean, not going to lie, I did re-listen to that episode uh, this week to prepare for today, so. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, if you want a, a good, like, intro to opera, I think that was a pretty fun episode for, for stuff like that. I mean, I'm still surprised that they have subtitles. <laughs> yeah i wanted to when they asked me about this i was like okay i gotta come in with like the things that i think are the most basic but that 
people think are the most preventative and be like, myths, myths, myths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I was also re- I was re-listening to it, and my main thing of opera is Queen Night at the Opera, which I know, not technically opera, but come on, Bohemian Rhapsody is freaking amazing. I sure. will still die on that hill. And the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. I mean, how can you not? How can you not? Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, Alyssa, it was an absolute blast to talk Kingdom Hearts with you. I cannot wait to talk to you more about any about other video game stuff. I know we probably have a lot more stuff to talk about, Heck especially yeah. JRPGs. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. This year is Final Fantasy's 35th anniversary. Wow, that's so wild. And I do have a few Final Fantasy games under my belt that we can talk about. Man, then I'm going to be like, wow, I am so not the expert. <laughs> I've, pl- I've played 10 to completion. I've played 7 remake to completion. And that's it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I'm very well, behind. I mean, there's like how many Final Fantasy games and I'm not counting the numbered ones? Too many. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting 16 soon, so. And I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Me too. Also, re-release tactics, goddammit. I, th- I am really excited about the re-release of Crisis Core. Me too. Oh, yeah. that's it. See, another PlayStation Portable game. Everyone mm-hmm. says it's one of the best games in the series. I haven't played it because my PSP went to shit. Well, and now you're going to get the updated version, which is super exciting. And I'm also kind of hoping that it's not been overhyped for me like Birth by Sleep was. But, 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 but this is worked from the ground up and who knows, yeah. they might've tweaked the combat system a little bit to make it work better on fully formed consoles. Not to say the PSP wasn't a fully formed console. It was a great handheld, yeah. but uh, there's more buttons to put on now. And I'm still really excited. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much exciting stuff coming up in like all of gaming world. It's kind of insane. It's impossible to keep up with, which is so frustrating. Cause like, I'm sure you're like me and you're like, but I want to play all of them. Ah. <laughs> yeah and also being a retro gamer it's like oh cool i now have like you said adult money i can go buy the games i either never owned or couldn't own as a child and then it's like oh these games are expensive but i have adult money and then my backlog keeps growing and growing and growing and then it's like oh but i have to go to work and i have other stuff i have other commitments and then oh no the sadness and the darkness is creeping in i can't handle it all and then add on top of that being a streamer and, yeah. and being like, well, I want to stream this, but then I also want to stream this. But do I want to save this for myself? Well, I don't have enough time to stream all the things. So like, oh, but, uh, and then the backlog grows even more because you are like, well, I want to stream this, but I don't have time to stream right now. But like, if I play it by myself, then I'm not going to want to stream. It's just, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and then you do what I do, who is streaming Elden Ring, but also I'm streaming Elden Ring when I can. And then when I just want to play the game, I go ahead and play the game. Right. So if you were to watch me one day and then you, catch my my next stream it's like where the frack did you go it's like oh yeah so sorry last time on elden ring this is what i did yeah <sighs> but anyways once again thank you again so much for being on the show it was absolute blast go ahead follow Alyssa. she's amazing i'm so sorry i haven't seen any of your twitch streams yet it's just oh, every time you stream I'm at work. I'm at i work. know it, it hurts it breaks my soul but yes, anyways, follow Alyssa, follow the Fake Nerd Podcast, like, subscribe, do all the things. You can follow me personally at BenMagnet27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Sometimes I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BenMagnet27. Sometimes I don't, but you know, life scheduling. My stream schedule is technically 
Tuesdays and Saturday mornings at 2 a.m. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's 2 a.m. my time, too. That's even worse. Tuesdays at 2 a.m. I'll, I'll keep my eyes out. Sometimes I'm on late enough on Tuesdays. Well, isn't it early for you where you where you are? It's later for me. Oh, okay. Because I'm three hours ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, but it's 2 a.m. Right. Yeah, 2 in the morning. That's like 5 a.m. for you, right? Yeah, on occasion I'm on that late. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, st- I stream Tuesday, Friday, Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. Uh, and every now and then we have a day where I'm accidentally on way too late. Ah, yeah, I know the feeling. I definitely know the feeling. Yeah. But of course, this is the you're watching this on the Thick Nerd Podcast YouTube channel. All of our stuff is here. We just finished up, or by the time of this recording, we just finished up our Thick Nerd watch of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series on Disney Plus. So we're we're doing Miss Marvel right now. So we're just gonna we're gonna hit it that up. Um the guys started the boys. I might be on the next episode. I need to catch up because things but yeah, everything's here. Check it out. One more time. It's awesome. And because it's Kingdom Hearts, may your heart be your guiding key. Yes. And unpause.